end is near And so I face that final curtain My friends, I'll say it clear I'll state my case Of which I'm certain I've lived a life that's full I traveled each and every highway And more, much more than this I did it my way James Bond podcast as we come to you once again for an audio commentary. Yay! Everybody celebrates and cheers because we are not doing Beautician and the Beast, the secondary title to Beautician and the Beast, but we're still doing another Timothy Dalton movie because we're here to do License to Kill! Um, the 1989 movie that people should love, but they don't because they're idiots, <laughs> including one person on this episode. But I'm excited to do some Dalton. That's going to be a t-shirt. Do the Dalton, everyone. Old <laughs> buddy. Uh, let's get into this. My name is Boone. And my name is Colin. And don't worry, we'll give you a nice commentary. <laughs> The episode that spurred our love for honeymoons and and blinking fish. Here we are, Colin. Um, I'm so excited. I love this movie. I, I genuinely love this movie. I think I mentioned it in our last episode that this is one of the Bond movies that I would just watch a lot. Uh, I think we talked about back in our recap how many years ago that I, I watched this a lot. And I, I get it. I get why this has criticism. I get the fact and... But I can separate all that. I find this entertaining. I like Timothy Dalton's Bond. I like the revenge aspect. I like the Bond girls. I like the villain. I like the mullet. Um, I, <laughs> I like this movie. I am entertained by this movie. And at one point, this is in my top 10 Bond movies. And I'm doing... Uh, well, I started a rewatch. I'm going to do my rewatch again before uh, No Time to Die comes out in 2033. So I... And I'm going to rank them again. I'm going to go through and maybe adjust my rankings just like I did with the Star Wars movies. So, 
Yeah, bring this on, Colin, because I know this is your least favourite James Bond movie and I'm sure we're going to have yeah. a good two hours here of uh, debates. Uh, let's just recap. This is one spot lower than Die Another Day for me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is where I really miss Noah because this was Noah's second least favourite Bond movie. Uh, really, I mean, it's it's hard. I, I could judge this as its own movie and it's a good movie, but as a James Bond movie, it's just not a James Bond movie. I mean, the, you said jumping on the 80s, movie tropes action movies this is just a lethal weapon movie or a miami vice movie it has almost nothing to do with james bond and i feel like there's all these uh sequels die hard's a good example where instead of actually just writing a die hard sequel they often will find source material from something else and say let's adapt this to be die hard but i heard two and three that's exactly what it was and you can kind of see that with die hards even though they 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 keep the character john mcclain the same uh, here, I feel like the only way that they could take what could very well have just been a uh, script for a potential Miami Vice big screen adaptation and make it James Bond was to say, oh, we're going to have to have his license revoked because <laughs> the we're not going to the movie, effort. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like we're not going to go to the efforts to actually make him feel like James Bond this movie. We're just going to adapt this straight and call him James Bond and just have him leave the MI6. It's it, it just... Uh, Call this Lethal Weapon 3, the original Lethal Weapon 3. Maybe I'm okay with it, but no, not as a James Bond movie. But as I mentioned last week, the fact that I very rarely will watch this movie, I will go through a full Bond rewatch often watching movies like Diamonds Are Forever and You Only Live Twice and Die Another Day that I don't like and still skip this movie. Uh, it means that this is always semi-fresh for me. So uh, I- I'm-, I'm never, I guess, uh, overdoing it on License to Kill. Is, is that a thing that people can overdo it on License to Kill? Is that like a support group somebody needs to go to? <laughs> I OD'd on Timothy Dalton. <laughs> what a way to OD. I'd be down for that. <laughs> like, I mean, going to... Do the Dalton and OD on the Dalton. <laughs> do the Dalton, OD on the Dalton. Um, and do we just find the episode for our title already? Do the Dalton? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like some weird dance that you would be like, you know, doing... Dude, in- like- the Simpsons, you remember, do the Bartman, do the Dalton. <laughs> what is the Dalton? Give us an explanation of how you do the Dalton. Old buddy, old buddy, I'm Mr. Just Prickle Pants. Look very, very agitated and very bored at the same time. <laughs> and look very attractive for a Welshman. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that Welshmen aren't attractive. I just, uh, the only. Dan, you lost all our Welsh listeners. Tom Jones, very attractive. Um, Dafford from Little Britain, very attractive. Um,. <laughs> Probably the only two famous Welsh people I know. So Christian Bale? Oh, Christian, of course. Very attractive man. What a beautiful yeah. man. Charlotte Church is a woman, but she's very attractive. Um, <laughs> Shirley Bassey? Uh, Shirley sorry, Bassey? Sorry, hang on a minute. I, well, I, I, wait, wait, wait. Well, hang on. Now, rude of me. Sorry. Let's let's name another famous attractive Welsh person. Pierce Brosnan on the line. Pierce, you got something for us. Shirley Bassey. Thank you, Pierce. There oh. you go. Whew, nearly, My favourite Welsh too. Nearly forgot our quota. Um, speaking of quota, I hear something. No! <laughs> there it is. Um, and actually, I have a new clip to play. Now, on a recent episode of the Oz Network, download now. Um, oh, no. <laughs> Colin Hilding might have admitted something finally. Let's hear this. I'm so in love with Die Another Day. He's so in love with Die Another Day, Colin. <laughs> What happened? You changed. Uh, I would encourage people to go over to the Oz Network and listen to Movies We Hate Month, (laughs) 
where a certain movie gave me a new appreciation for Die Another Day. No, I would not going to say a new appreciation. The same way that I appreciate Die Another Day after watching License to Kill, I appreciate Die Another Day after doing Movies We Hate Month. And of all those four movies that we did on Movies We Hate Month, would you rank Die Another Day ahead of all of those four? Yes. Yes. It's a win. It's a win. It's moving up the day. rankings on my all-time list. I know, right? But I mean, I said by the end of this episode, I'm going to get you to say something positive about Timothy Dalton as Bond. Um, <laughs> which can we start right now? Can we test this? Give me something positive about Timothy Dalton as Bond before we get into this. <sighs> How long do we want this episode to go? I, huh? I, I'm just, I, I just, I need you to try, Colin. He, Come on. He has nice hair. He has nice hair. Okay, there's one. I'm going to mark that down as one nice thing. He has nice hair. Okay, he does have nice hair too, doesn't he? Like it's, it's, you know. I mean, it's not Pierce Brosnan hair, but it's. What's it's... Jamie's opinions on Timothy Dalton? <laughs> so, um, Jamie would spend years telling me Timothy Dalton's one of the best Bonds. Timothy Dalton's one of the most attractive Bonds. Timothy Dalton's more attractive than Pierce Brosnan. And after a couple of years, she admitted to me that she was doing it just to get under my skin, just to bother Aww. me. And she said, I legitimately have no opinion on Timothy Dalton at all. He's just there. He's he's not handsome. He's not unattractive. He's just there. Jamie, my future affair with you just got put on ice. I don't know. <laughs> I just If I had to rank the attractiveness of the Bonds, Timothy Dalton would be number three, I think. What? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we know Pierce is number one. Oh, Connery should be number two. Connery's two. Uh, actually, no, Connery's four. Um, what? Because Daniel Craig, I just want a great cheese on that man. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> I can't avoid that. And the thing is with, like, Sean Connery is that, like, I feel there's not not a challenge. Like, Sean Connery is just, like, so devishly handsome that it's kind of like, well, I mean, duh. You know, it's like saying, like, rank your favorite fastest people, Right. You know, clearly Britney Spears is number one. Then you're going to have like a Sane Bolt. Then like you know Donovan Bailey. But like I wouldn't even have a Sane Bolt number two because that's just the obvious choice, right? Like you know maybe maybe bring back Ben Johnson because at least you know he went to an effort to be a bit faster. Might have been illegal, but hey, like at least he yeah. tried. You know, like a Sane Bolt naturally gifted doesn't 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 have to think twice. He just runs. He's fast. Ben Johnson thought outside the square. All right, bit of an illegal square. Justin but whatever. Justin Gatlin. Same thing. Maurice Green. There's a name that hasn't been mentioned since 2004. So <laughs> I really like Maurice Green, actually. I liked him. Marion Jones, similar to Ben Johnson. She tried something. She did, you know, like, hey, why not? Let's try something different. So uh, Asafa Powell. Jess, Jesse Owens. J- he J- tried being black exactly. and it worked. Yeah. But, I mean, again, he doesn't have to try that hard. Like, you know, he was naturally gifted. <laughs> you know, oh, cool. I stood up to Hitler. Okay. You know, history's Welcome to Off the Podium, an Olympics podcast. <laughs> Anyway, license to kill. If you're if you're listening to this for the first time and you don't know how these work, uh, basically get your copy of License to Kill, how by ever however means necessary. Cue it up to the beginning of the film, and we will count down on three. And on the word, we'll not go. We will come up with a funny word because we're hilarious. Uh, we're comedic geniuses. <laughs> uh, and on that word, press play and watch along with us as we probably speak about the movie for about 10% of the time and get sidetracked and start talking more about the Olympics <laughs> or something like that because that's generally what happens on this show. Um, it's kind of obvious. We're either going with Della or Honeymoon, aren't we, for the, the play, aren't we? Uh, it's got to be Della. Della. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are we, are we ready? Are you excited? You're excited, yep. Colin. Don't tell me you're not oh. excited. 
I mean, you can see me. Can you look at the excitement all over my face? I mean, I don't know what's more exciting, your Tampa Bay Lightning t-shirt or your face. Uh, definitely your face. Um, so anyway. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Do-do! Do you think that lion's called Della? <laughs> Della the lion. Can we can we redub that lion instead of going roar, roar? It goes do-do! <laughs> oh, if only this was a video episode. By the way, check out our two most recent video episodes. I find them quite entertaining. Yeah, I look really good in them too. Thanks for making me look sexy. Yeah, uh, you look better than Timothy Dalton in this movie. Oh, pre-title, <laughs> this got ranked uh, overall as 13th. So Where did I have it? You. <laughs> I'm looking here at the column, Noah. TBC, 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 TBC. <gasps> Uh, you had this at 10. And ah, there I, you go. Second no, sorry, positive no, no, thing no, no, of Timothy Dalton. I had it at 10. You had it at 17. Oh. Looked at the wrong column there. All right. Well, still, it's not the worst Timothy Dalton pre-title sequence. It's not the worst pre-title sequence. There's two positive things about Timothy Dalton as Bond. Did oh. I rank Living Daylights higher than this for pre-titles? Uh, no, you had this at tw- uh, Living Daylights at 20. So, All right. There we go. Um. Uh, one thing I absolutely love about this movie, among many things, the music. And mm. there's uh, the sequence we're going to get here when they actually catch the plane, the, the sort of the guitar motif on the James Bond theme. Yeah. It's one of my favorite just random little pieces of Bond music there is. Um, the, the score too, I mean, Michael Kamen did this one. Uh, talk <laughs> about just capitalizing on all 80s movies. Uh, let's just get the composer of Die Hard and Lethal Weapon to do the score for a Bond movie, even though we've had uh, John Barry for how many decades? Yeah. Just with that helicopter that says, follow me. How many, it was only like, what, four or five movies ago that Bond was tortured in a helicopter by bald man in chair? Is he really going to believe, follow me? Like, I, I just wanted to say, I love you. Uh, can I just also say, Sorry, um, Bond, don't be Felix's best man. He didn't show up to your wedding, so... Yeah. yeah where was Felix? Yeah, exactly. Who, what, how's Sharky doing there? I forget Sharky's Sharky. in the opening of this movie. Uh, I, I know I mentioned this on um Is that Timothy Dalton recap there? Too. <laughs> that Is that Timothy Dalton in a like Bond Timothy movie? Dalton. What? <laughs> that guy getting bashed up. Here he is. Well, his hair is his hair is quite nice though. The only guest to appear on 007 that isn't Nicholas Susick, Mr. Robert yeah. Darby. <laughs> Which I will say, I, I I don't want to be one of these people who jumps on a bandwagon and says, "Oh, as soon as I I interviewed him, I appreciated the character." But he really does have a way of making you appreciate the character more. I always found Sanchez to be a little bit too over the top and too sadistic, but I, I think that he explains the character in a way that uh, you know you get more of the subtleties because I, I, I appreciate more subtlety with Bond villains and less of this over-the-top stuff. But See, I love this. Like five seconds into the movie, he's beating a woman. Like, I mean, yeah. That sounds a bit wrong. You love, this I is what Ben wants. Who beats a woman. <laughs> you know what I really love to see in my movies? Women getting slapped around. <laughs> That's what I appreciate about this. It's man talk all over again. Just... Leave the room. It's man talk. Um, but I, I ranked him at number five on my list. Like I was shocked that you guys had him so. Well, when I say low, 
Um, you had him at 15 and Noah had him at 14, which is low. Fuck you both. He's a top 10 villain. Um, I'd, I'd put him higher than that now. He, he came like in at number 10, 11 overall. But um, no, I, he was always going to be in my top five. And even before I, like, I think Noah kept saying that episode, oh, you're only ranking him so high because you interviewed him. It, I would have inter- I would have put him higher if I hadn't have interviewed Well, not higher. I would have put him that high had I not interviewed him because I just, I've always appreciated him as a villain. I think he's just a, a prick. That's what I like with villains is just an absolute dick. And the one thing that I like the, the negative I will say for this movie, because it's a big reason I don't like uh, live and let die is that although I don't mind a, a bond movie where maybe it's, you know, like I like a good end of the world, destroying the world with giant lasers. Right. But like, mm-hmm. and a simplified plot is fine. But, like, at the end of the day, this is just, oh, let's stop some drugs. Okay. And the slow motion, too. Yeah, like, terrible. I know you have the same director as the previous Bond movies, but, like, even John Glenn seems to be going out of his way to Americanize this movie. And I feel like that that really is what takes away from me and makes it feel less like a Bond movie because they're trying too hard to make... People complain when Tomorrow Never Dies came out saying, oh, they're trying to jump on the Hong Kong bandwagon. But that movie, as far as the filmmaking goes was just a Bond movie. Mm. The, the, you can't say that they were trying to make a John Woo movie. This feels like they're trying to make an American action movie, even with the cheesy slow motion we saw. Yeah, I'm never generally a fan. Slow motion is something that I've always said is kind of, it, it can be done well, but it's just, it's overused. Like, I mean, as a Die Another Day fan, even I hate the slow motion in Die Another Day. Mm-hmm. Um, David Hedison as well. Like, uh, he's probably my favorite Felix. I, I like David Hedison, but... He just looks a little bit long in the tooth in this movie to be a like a genuine Felix Leiter. <laughs> like he, yeah, like and well, he almost looks like he should be Bond's dad. I think the other problem is, I mean, Timothy Dalton. How old was he when this movie came out? Uh, I will look that up while you continue to talk. Lupe, there's a woman and a half. Uh, she he was forty three. So I mean, David Hedison's probably what in his fifties at the time this movie came out. It, they, there is a noticeable difference with them. They don't look like they could even pass as brothers, but I think the bigger problem being that it is now 15, what, 16 years uh, from his first appearance. He was actually 62 when this movie came out. Wow. All right, so big difference. But like 16, 17-year gap in between his first appearance to this, you're just reminding the audience. Like It's one thing to have Honor Majesty's Secret Service start with flashbacks of all the bond movies or to have for only for you only live twice have him at tracy's grave but to bring back an actor that hasn't appeared for a long time and especially when the previous movie went out of their way to recast all the actors we're gonna have a different money penny you're just you're you're reminding the audience that this is all one franchise but you're also in this case making you think that timothy dalton's bond is older than roger moore's bond and also david hedison did we know he died last year did we say anything bad about what yeah, he died in 2019 oh ben you got to go back to our 2019 episodes apparently the thing i really love about this opening sequence though like it just it's very bondian like it just it legitimately feels like a bond opening and like the yeah fact i that, like this that you get you know and this theme here he's flapping his wings like a bird there Wee! <laughs> I believe I can fly. Do the Dalton, everyone. <laughs> Flap your arms. Do, Do the, the Dalton. Dalton. That's the Dalton. We found the Dalton. Flap your arms like a bird. <laughs> While going, Dalton. 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 Do the Dalton. Um, but, <laughs> but what is so like great about this is that you get Sanchez escaping in a plane. He's kind of like turning around, giving the smile like, hey, like, bitch, please. You can't catch me now. I'm in a plane. Um, they fucking like 
connect the thing and let's go fishing and like hook him <laughs> on and like just just the sequence here where you got like the coast guard helicopter pilots like laughing like this is complete bullshit. I'm sorry. This this plane is sink. Uh, this helicopter sinking. But I don't care. This is brilliant. Like just well, let's catch a helicopter. Uh, catch a plane in a helicopter. Who thinks about that? Yeah. Another thing is that uh, Sanchez didn't maneuver that plane at all, even though he knew what they were doing. Like there was no effort when Bond lands on there to say, "Let me just bank this to the left, bank it to the right a little bit." And why are they leaving him there? Who's flying? <laughs> and who's con- like just leave this to the DEA? Like this is this is uh, you know CIA and MI six. Like we don't trust the DEA. <laughs> I I do love the the aerial visuals though. Yeah, and it's kind of funny. Like, like actually, I, it's I mean again very Bondian. That let's literally just jump into our wedding like this. And again, both Timothy Dalton's opening. It's him falling into something. Right? Where's the woman? I just need a real man. <laughs> Are we the fan though of Bond wearing those? gray silver gloves or whatever the matches really. tucks. I don't know about Bond with gloves. Uh, but also, like, Felix... Smiling too much. Like, don't smile, Dalton. Oh, don't bring this up again. Um, Felix, batting above his weight there, I think. Like, uh, Della, quite attractive, Felix, you know. Um, back into the song now. Um, fuck, I love this song. Screw you both. This is such a great why. song. No. Oh. It's way too long, too. <laughs> Like, this is a five and a half minute song. I'm turning this up in my headphone right now because I just love this song. Gladys Knight and the Pips, everyone. Hey. Baby. I mean, I'm all for Gladys Knight doing a song, but like, not this. <laughs> we never sing these when we do it. Oh, I did with Die Another Day and you hit me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And like the opening titles here, not too bad. I see a bit of nipple. That's good. <laughs> it's kind of a cross between a 70s and an 80s. Like I feel this is a lot more 70s vibing on this one than some of the earlier 80s ones. Because the 80s had a lot of like neon and lasers and stuff and they all sort of felt the same. I, I don't think this is a great title sequence, but it it's, at least feels a little bit different. I had this at number 10. Uh, Noah I... had it at number 20 and you also had it at number 20. Uh, both of you had this above die another day, so you know. Um, <laughs> no. Number sixteen overall. I w- I'm going to be honest though. If we're putting this up versus if you ask me to, I would put if you ask me to higher. Eh, I think I like if you ask me to. Uh, prefer the Celine Dion cover. Who doesn't? Um, but the, the, the one thing I don't actually get about this opening sequence: what does photography have to do with this movie? I know. Like it's never, and you actually see clear on nipples there. That is like not even blurred. <laughs> Wow. This is uh, the, the benefits of H2. I think I mentioned this before. Jamie often will like to watch old movies, but hey, I bet you they never thought you'd see Julie Andrews' nipples in Sound of Music. Because <laughs> that's what we've all been longing for. HD up. How do you not like this song? It's so epic. And then it builds up to the got a license to kill. <sighs> it's so like it, it doesn't feel like a Bond song. Bond. Oh, I disagree. I think it sounds very Bond The song. only part of this that sounds like a Bond song is the opening, the duh, which is basically Goldfinger. Duh, duh. That's the only part. It's the same thing with, um, uh, what was it? I, I mentioned uh, Another Way to Die. You mm. know, there's the horn stuff in Another Way to Die that feels Bond and then everything else, nothing. Why are they what, wearing clothes there? Gymnasts, they're doing the Dalton. Look at that. Wow. It's the Dalton. <laughs> um, the thing that like, I remember my very first um, like Bond soundtrack I ever got, like we, we had this sort of like, I guess it, your version of Dollar Tree, like a store in Hobart called Chicken Feed. 
brilliant, iconic Tasmanian business, sadly no longer with us. And they would have like, you know, the, the CDs and that. And they would, they had for like a $2 CD, a James Bond, sort of like a CD with all the um, songs. But it wasn't the, the original. It was just like a like his cover artist singing all the Bond songs. Oh. Um, and I would listen to it to death. And that's where I fell in love with Tomorrow Never Dies because the version of that was really good. And the License to Kill version was also actually really good. The others, pretty terrible. I couldn't even tell you. Like, I, I don't have that CD anymore. Haven't heard it in a long time. But I remember the License to Kill version was really good. You used to always listen to it. The first one I ever had was a, a double disc that was like a best of. It included like the theme songs, uh, all the originals. It didn't go up to the Pierce Brosnan's. Uh, it featured like select clips that had, I guess, previously not been released on soundtracks of like the scores. Mm. And then it had all the alternate songs, like not just uh, like Mr. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, but here's an alternate version of Shirley Bassey's Goldfinger. And that one was pretty cool. I think the, mine, it, it had this on there too. I think it I went up to World is Not Enough because I'm pretty sure it had a weird cover of that Moby remix, you know, that, that they released. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, fucking Della here, right? Just like horny for Bond. Oh, this, this is like to me. I find this sweet though. Like I just, I don't know. This is something I like when they, like, Bond kind of gets a bit more humanized in the. When she cheats film. on her husband on wedding night. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, there's just something I find this endearing that you kind of humanize Bond a bit here. That you kind of he's going to his best friend's wedding. Like this is. I feel like I connect more with a character at some weird point in this. I do too. But like the problem is, is that he, again, he's smiling too much. I hate to dwell on this, but like he, he's way too happy to be James Bond. Like Sean Connery <laughs> had a smile. <laughs> well, no, like that smile there, that little smile, but it's his like, I'm going to like big open, show my teeth. Ah, yeah, hey, I, just don't, I don't get you. Right with that. Like, like we're, we're Brosnan lovers to death. And like, I picture Brosnan smiling, you know, I, I picture like, all of them smile. Roger Moore was smiling all the bloody time. Daniel Craig smiled. But again, once. it's a different type of <laughs> smile. It's not like a goofy, I'm on top of the world. Lapita <laughs> Nwongo. <laughs> it's because he's doing the Dalton. Who else wouldn't be happy? <laughs> I'm doing the Dalton. These grey suits are fucking ugly, though. Like, oh, Jesus. it's hideous. I'm glad Especially I didn't with that flower get married in the 80s. I like he's gonna look there at this guy. Why are you punching me? I'm James Bond. You know, another thing. I, this isn't dumping just on Dalton because I'm gonna have a bigger complaint here. But like Bond with such big sideburns. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. This uh, diamonds are forever. Connery was even worse. This opening sequence. It feels older than 1989. This almost feels like this is like a 60s yeah. or a 70s movies with the fashion kind of just the, the feel of it. Like I've never noticed that. The before. fan in the window because Felix can't afford air conditioning. <laughs> Are they still in Florida? Why are they getting married in Florida? Uh, How dumb is Della? What are these? <laughs> we're not going fishing I on our honeymoon. No, but we're going to go visit the locations of Thunderball. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite with the reporters. What are you doing? Are yeah. you really a drug? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you doing in the Bahamas? <laughs> oh, are the rumors true about you and Princess Di? Yeah. <laughs> Have you been fairly treated? <laughs> An accurate depiction of journalism. What did you have for breakfast? See, but this is again like why I love Robert Darby in this role. Like he's just kind of just got that smugness about him and kind of like giving a bit of a nod to like the reporters like, fuck yeah, I'm a bad guy. But, you know, he's Billy Eilish. I'm a bad guy. Duh. <laughs> I do appreciate him more and more. That's one thing that I think improves with this movie. 
Um, the Dauntless. <laughs> Look at that ship. Sorry, this music does not fit in a Bond movie. Like this is this is worse than in Die Another Day. I thought you were doing the Cantina scene there. Tell me, tell me. I mean, people have heard it by right now, but tell me, we open with a Robert Darby song for this episode. The whole yeah, we have to. Hi, I'm Robert Darby. See, this is one thing I also really like too. Like this lighter, a bit of foreshadowing to how he eventually kills <laughs> a you know. genuine Felix Leiter. <laughs> it should be that. This sequence always makes me think of Mission Impossible 3. Because this came after Mission Impossible 3. I'll be honest. I did not... I'd seen this movie once, but I didn't own this movie until after I had already seen Mission Impossible 3. There's a lot of blood for a small little hit in the head. I know. The, the blood literally comes off the back of the gun. <laughs> I've never been to... Um, I've been, I mean, I've been to Florida, but I've never been to like this section. I think it's like really down the bottom, like the Florida Keys. Like the Florida Keys? Yeah. It actually, it, you know, it reminds me of our true lies. That's what it reminds uh, me of. Oh, Mission Impossible Fallout as well. well. Look at you, Mr. Mission Impossible. I've only seen like those movies like once, so. Oh, I wish I'd only seen License to Kill once. <laughs> well, <laughs> it wishes it only seen you once, so. <laughs> Is that how air works underwater? Like, can you just like blow it? I always wondered that. Like, yeah. where do you spit out the water that's in your mouth already? Yeah. 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 <laughs> And they kind of give up on him pretty easily, right? Like Coast Guard. Like there's literally a giant van at the bottom of the thing, right? There's, these guys are in a sub or something. I don't know. Um, what if all those helicopters said, follow me on it? Yeah. <laughs> do, the, do the Dalton. Do the Dalton. <laughs> oh, at least they rescued that guard. He's my favorite guard. <laughs> oh, that's their objective. We've got to get the guard out. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We got the most dangerous man Lenny. in Florida. Lenny's our favorite guy. <laughs> she just wants a threesome. I want you to have something. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry, but they've shared her. They, they've had a threesome before. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, Bond's sad. This I like. It's not a positive thing. Dalton plays it okay, but acknowledging the past mm, bonds. Yeah. No, I like this. I think that Tracy's the one thing you always have to acknowledge. Like, I'm not saying that you should do it in every single movie, but never wipe that out of existence. But the thing is, like, if they're that close to Della, right, threesomes and all, how does she not know that he's married? Like, I get it. Bond's a private person. Like, I'm sure Bond's are just sitting around. Hi, Felix. How you doing? Good. This is my new girlfriend. Sweet. How you doing, Della? I'm Bond. Uh, I was married once. Like, it's not how it works. I mean, Felix wasn't even there, as we established. Oh, there he is. There, there's old Mr. Clicky Future Anicio. Star Wars. Honeymoon. <laughs> Hi, Della. Took another honeymoon. Honeymoon. Milton Crest. What are our feelings on Milton Crest? I don't mind Milton Crest. I like his fashion. I mean, come on, look at that sexy jacket. That's windbreaker. I mean, Milton Crest is kind of like your sleazy, like. He's the the I guess the the henchman you feel for, right? Like he's doing what he can, he fucks up, he gets his head exploded. So, you know. But I think he also was, like um, he's good good excuse to you gotta have a henchman that Bond's gonna needlessly kill, and then you kinda gotta have a sacrifice henchman from the, the villain. 
I, I know there were two short stories that they semi, I'm not going to say adapted in this, but uses inspiration. I'm trying to remember which one Milton Crest was the villain in. Was either Risico or Hildebrand Rarity? Uh, yeah, you're asking me. Um, played by the esteemed Anthony Zerb or Anthony Zerbe. He's still alive. Won't be at the end of this episode now, but um, he was in the Matrix sequels. There you go. Yeah, he was the, uh, the the guy who takes Neo out for a walk to Counselor show him Haman. the machines. Hildebrand Rarity was the short story that Milton Crest was the villain in. I honestly remember nothing about that short story. Even I would touch Benicio Del Toro's face. Look at him. Looking all sexy there. Beautiful man. What a sexy He's one man. of those guys that uh, if you ask Jamie's opinion, she's like, you know what? There is nothing attractive about that man, but I would totally go there. <laughs> That's often what happens with me. Nothing attractive <laughs> about that man, but I'd go there. <laughs> See what it's like. <laughs> with you usually. Mostly because he pays me. <laughs> Now, was it, was it one of the... No- was Simpsons. It, what, what, no, I'm of the Simpsons episode. It's like uh, where he had the other brother. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, grandpa, yeah. She did things that your mother would oh, never do, like have sex for money. Hang on. Oh, there the- it is, our iconic honeymoon line. What Sorry. I had, to, I had to give you a pause there. Um, I can't remember what I was about to say. That is, that is maybe the... Like, I remember Noah talking about in the recap. Is that like the most randomest delivery of a bond line yeah. ever in a bond movie i, I cannot it think always of another bothered movie. me before yeah like i another character that i think grows on me the villains as a whole grow on me but I, like everybody knew who benicio del toro was you know i'm not gonna say before this movie but if you're from our age group you probably knew benicio del toro before you were able to watch the bond movies uh and i hated his character in this movie i thought his delivery was bad that line and now i love it he is somebody who actually ranked a lot higher on our list than I thought. Like, I thought you two would have him very low, but uh, I had him at 14, you had him at 15, and Noah had him at 12. So, I think again... Well, you want to bet Ben criticized us for having him <laughs> so low. <laughs> this, this is another one of these movies where I think kind of I was drawn to it for my shark love. Like, my dad's like, oh, there's sharks in this movie. Yeah. But look at his <laughs> face. Look at like, just just staring and smiling as he's getting attacked by a shark. <laughs> See you in hell! <laughs> a lot of overacting there from Henderson. And also, I want to say that that shark does not look like one. There's only like about five species of shark that can uh, attack humans or have attacked humans. That, I don't think, is one of them. I could be wrong. I mean, that kind of looks like a tiger shark. Maybe that's what it's meant to be, but there's no stripes on the back of it. So I don't know what shark that's meant to be. I, I couldn't even see it clearly enough to see the stripes. Why do they not let him die? Like, why are they just kind of like, you know, get up. Just let him be more likely with no legs. Florida Keys, it's a reef shark. What um what book does he lose his legs in? Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die. Dun, dun, dun. Which again is fast forward a film, Jack Wade. Yeah, that should have been Felix. And then why can't they have him with like missing legs? Like have old Stumpy coming in, like Yeah. Know. You know what, I, I, again, this isn't any knock against Timothy Dalton, but, like, is he the first Bond that had a little bit of a receding hairline in a Bond movie? I mean, Connery covered it. Yeah. I also love here... They, they let him bald a little in this movie. But I also love here when there's this commotion at an airport to which he says, what's going on? A drug dealer escapes. So straight away, Bond's like, well, the only drug dealer in Florida must be Sanchez. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Who's dealer? Dealer, dealer, dealer. Do the Dalton. Oh, how attractive is he? Screw you guys not thinking he's attractive. Look at him. 
What's your count out right now? Of how attractive he is? No, no, no. <laughs> 23 minutes and what? Uh, 23, 28, 23, 29, 23, 30. Oh, I'm ahead of you. Oh, did you get Della already? I'm jealous. No. Here we go. Della! I just got it now. <gasps> that was one of those moments I remember in the recap where I was like, oh, God, I hope you guys appreciate the Della! Della! <laughs> See, everyone always remembers honeymoon. No one ever remembers. Dilla! Dilla! <laughs> it's just his delivery is so funny. Dilla! And I love this. He's like, not only they kill her, they trashed his office. License to revoke. License to revoke. Give me a badge and give me a gun. <laughs> give me a badge. Stuff your orders. <laughs> Why do they, like, put him in a blanket thing like a body bag when he's still alive? And why is that couch not wet? I love this. He disagreed with something that ate him. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is where you need um, the, the stupid um, guy from Jaws. It was a boating accident. Yeah. <laughs> Della. <laughs> Della. I'm sorry. Like, if you're listening to this and your name is Della, like, your parents had something wrong with them. What sort of name is Della? Get a name that's here. It's Bond. Like, call nine one one, mate. Like, does MI six? Call MI six. Yeah, that is an ugly ambulance. Hi, Sharky. Uh, sh- that Sharky. name doesn't sound natural. Hi, Sharky. Well, I, I, I mentioned in the episode the same year this movie came out, he did a movie called The Wizard with Fred Savage, which was basically a backdoor commercial for Nintendo products, where he played a character named Spanky. <laughs> Sharky and Spanky do the dog. What is with that guy's hair? It looks like he's wearing a helmet. Oh, that's 80s. This movie feels so much more dated than the 80s right now. Like, it seriously feels like I'm watching a 60s or a 70s yeah. movie. Just the style. Yeah, like, like, I don't know if it's the way it's filmed or... For your eyes only, felt dated for things like the pool party scene, you know? Um, but if you look at Octopussy, View to a Kill, maybe a little bit for the hairstyles, but I don't feel like there's a lot that dates it. This is, mm. I think, another thing about maybe it being an American movie, just because you see so much more American content during the time, you're almost conditioned to, oh, this look, this fashion, this hair, this, this you know, decorating is all so dated because you just see it so much. Yeah, we haven't quite... Um... With all the 80s revival, we never quite got back to the interior designing of the 80s, I feel, which is a good thing. Oh, but we should. We have kind of the 70s, though, because like, my, my close following of interior design trends. Um... <laughs> oh, Sharky. It looks like he's whipping it out right now. <laughs> Dalton's <laughs> fucking a door. That's what doing the Dalton is. <laughs> I love how, like... He tries to break in, then rings the bell. Shouldn't it be the other way around? Yeah. <laughs> Bond. I'm James Bond. I only... Oh, look at the hat. Ocean Exotica. <laughs> ah, Universal Exports. And that's also bullshit. You can't keep great white sharks in captivity. Didn't you watch Jaws 3, Bond? Oh, come on. I love that it's Acme in the background. Yeah. Like, is there anything anything that dates this movie more than Acme products? What is this, Roger Rabbit? Where, where's Wile E. Coyote in the back? 
Turn off the bloody machine! I miss Acme tunes. They were great. And why do they have Acme products in there when Milton Crest has his own wave crest design on everything else? Well, we had to source this one from Acme. Who's your favorite Looney Tunes character? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, Probably the coyote, just because I love the suffering. (laughs) Get set on fire. (laughs) I mean, I'm cliche, but I'm a Tasmanian devil, man. You would have to be, I think. And also, I always like Sylvester. I always like Sylvester the cat. Oh, yeah. Tweety and Sylvester are great. Now, here's a question for you. Is Tweety a boy or a girl? I would think he's a boy. Because girls aren't dicks like that. (laughs) I was going to debate my friend in primary school. I always said he was a girl. Well, it was girl. <laughs> this is like the scene in Wayne's world. When Bugs Bunny got dressed up a girl bunny, did it ever turn you on? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's a thing about sexy rabbits, though, isn't there? Like Lola Bunny. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. Like, I mean, like, there's something weird about, like, fandom. People get attracted to rabbits. Like, Lola Bunny, that bunny from that, uh, what was that movie where the bunny was a cop? That animated movie? Roger Rabbit? No, that recentish one. Not Hop, that other one. Um, <laughs> no, it was like. Is this all... something that you find on your Pornhub? That <laughs> no, that's I don't watch those anymore. Um, Shark still looks fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! What's that movie called? Um, Cop Bunny movie. Getting it on. Zootropolis. Zootropolis. Zootopia. Zootropolis. There's a movie called Zootropolis. Oh, Zootopia. What's Zootropolis? Yeah. <laughs> I've Google- corrected you three times. You're like, no, Zootropolis. Google's telling me Zootropolis. What the fuck, Google's Google? wrong. Anyway, I told you we get distracted. Shark looks fake. Yes, I agree. We watched The Meg. That, that, that's still more realistic <laughs> than The Meg. This movie also better than The Meg. <laughs> See, this, would this movie not have been a perfect opportunity to bring back Jaws? What was Richard Carr doing in this in 1989. The movie you've all been waiting for. James Bond goes through bait. Rolls up his sleeve. Looks all sexy. I have uh, this thing lately that I've been doing because I used to uh, walk in the room and say to the twins, what's up, jerks? And then Jamie said, stop calling our sons jerks. <laughs> so <laughs> now I'm calling wow. them like maggot or worm. Come here, you little rat. <laughs> What's up, jerks? Wow. Yeah. Father of the year. This is a, my favorite here. podcast. By the way, it's not one of ours. called um, How Did This Get Made? And one of the characters, they always record it in front of a live audience. And one of the guys will always come out and go, what's up, jerks? So I just stole that from them. What, what is with you plugging this How This Got Made? Like, I swear you bring it up every single day. Are you getting paid by them? They covered Bond movies on there. We got oh. we got to cover a How Did This Get Made recap of a Bond I movie. I really wish that we could find a James Bond podcast out there. There's just none. Uh, I wish, you know... <laughs> I'm so glad you found Did you one, notice, Colin. Uh, Dalton just recycled a Connery one-liner, a Bon Appetit. I, I was too busy referring to this other Bond podcast that you're cheating us on. Have we even talked about the official James Bond podcast that lasted for five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of exciting. I never listened to it, but like, you know. I heard oh, one. You've got a bit of a leg up that you've got contractually obliged actors have to appear on your podcast. Like, fuck, if we made James Bond movies, I'm sure we could get Daniel Craig and bloody Rami Malek on the show. What is interesting about it is it's basically, I, I, we've talked a lot about you know, love for the the documentaries, the inside, 
you know, Dr. No and from Russia, all the ones that are on the DVDs. Uh, and the, the Bond podcast was basically an audio version of that. It's like, we're going to go through the legacy of Bond girls. And it's more or less just a documentary, but then they'll, they have a lot of interviews that they'll throw in there of like, you know, uh, Bond, I was going to call Bond, Daniel Craig, Ray Fiennes, whoever else. <laughs> Pulled down his pants. I was just, I was just. Do electric eels really shock like real electricity? I don't think that's the way it works. I'm just waiting for the line. Bought a hook. <laughs> shocking positively shocking yeah, butter hook and shocking yeah Dal- <laughs> dalton doesn't necessarily have many one-liners does he part of it is it's the same thing with daniel craig i mean daniel craig himself i remember the first time he hosted saturday night live he said i gotta be honest i am not that comfortable with comedy and uh thank you for blowing your nose up <laughs> nobody sees the video on this one (laughs) um but i feel like it's the same thing with dalton like you don't get a lot of humor because he's just not as good at it here but dalton obviously grew into humor well because i've said how much i like him in comedies now that he's late in his career which again let's jump on the cliche bandwagon that i've always been on is that this is where i think craig makes dalton's bond better because people adopt this serious hard-edged gritty bond that's daniel craig and you have your (laughs) beloved old buddy and look at him look at his face there like that's a craig pout there are yeah there are moments where he really nails the you know dangerous like bond but it's just ass. like just fucking kills yeah, him but straight away they're, they're few and far between and there's things in these movies that go contrary to that like when we went through everybody says oh he was the most dangerous of all the bonds and then we went through our kill count and he killed less people in living daylights than any other bond in history and in this movie we got all the smiling and joking and everything it's just uh, there's no consistency shut up <laughs> <laughs> leave him alone he's great <laughs> that suit does not fit him. And neither does that shirt on that on Sharky. You can see through his shirt there. Vertical like stripes when you're big, mate. It makes you look thinner. I have experience. <laughs> you're right. That, that, that looks awkward. It's bonded the country club in like a yeah. <laughs> blazer almost thing. Who's he walking? Okay, that's dad bond walking. This is where he's like Craig. He needs to drive one of his Craig's dad cars. And he's the only one in this movie with his pants pulled up above his nipple. Look at that mullet of that guy in the background. Look Holy at the fanny pack on that lady behind him. Look at that shirt. Oh, the 80s. <laughs> Look at that mustache. What is it with Timothy Dalton's Bond being at fun fairs? Like, is <laughs> two in a row. We got laws in this country too. Stuff your orders. Stuff your laws. Oh, buddy. Blow up your pants. <laughs> Commander. I love that guy smirking behind him. Oh, it's a cat. Could it be Blofeld? No. <laughs> it's M. M. <laughs> Mr. Bond. I knew I it. I was behind it all along. I would have gotten away with it. See? <laughs> Random fun fact I learned in the last uh, week. So did you know you can go and stay at Goldeneye Estate in Jamaica? I did know that, yeah. It's like three thousand dollars a night. Very, well, I heard it was not very comfortable. <laughs> it looks amazing though. Why is like MI six Florida like a freaking fort with like snipers and everything? Like it's it's odd. Oh, here he is. Robert Brown. Our last Robert Brown movie. Oh. I feel, I'm not I feel crazy like about we, him as you know, What's his face? Bernard Lee, we, we eulogize. M, Judy Dench, eulogize. Like, do we ever give a shit about Robert Brown? <laughs> Just like, uh, who's Money Penny in this movie again? Uh, Barry Manilow. Bliss. 
yeah. Carolyn Bliss. Bear me the sentimental rubbish, double seven. Give me your badge and give me your gun. Stuff your orders. I just don't see Bond taking this this personally. And, and maybe this comes again. We're in the same continuity. We've mentioned Tracy's death. So you're trying to acknowledge the history of Bond and even Tracy's existence. Bond did not get this upset when Tracy died. Sorry, we're not a country club, 007. Um, Despite your wardrobe. I, I agree. I definitely agree. Like, he should be more angry. But we've also talked about the, you know, the difficulties that they had in doing that, right? Like, had there Lazenby... There was no difficulties. Ret- well, if we had Lazenby return, like, it might have been different. Like Connery was- could have done it. Yeah, but Connery, like, in five seconds of that movie was just angry man bashing people and walking rats, right? <laughs> like, you're not going to get that in Diamonds Are Forever. Um, blame the filmmakers. Don't blame the actor. Um, like th- this is like, I, I, again, I see you, but like at the end of the day, Felix Light is kind of the closest Bond's had to a friend in the entire But franchise. it's about Della in this. It's not about Felix. But Felix also, is alive. But like we're, we're fighting, like he is kind of, you know, for Felix as well in a way, because Felix got maimed and is going to be Stumpy McGee for the rest of his life. But, <laughs> like I get it. But like at the same time, like it's kind of implied they're clearly close because like he's going to the wedding and macking it on with her and the, the thing. So like, I think also too, what makes this harder to watch now in terms of you can't appreciate it more like this. This was, what, the first time they'd kind of done the whole Bond loses his status and he's on his own thing? We're so used to this now. This is fucking in every Craig movie now. Like, it's just, you expect it. This is just what you're going to get. Whereas, like, this is the first time, like, I can imagine Mildred in 1989 for the first time, you know, number one Bond fan. He's like, oh, that's, that's a new idea, George. I like it. And I think it makes sense. Like, it's kind of like... You know, spoiler alert over on the Oz Network, we may or may not be doing 24 in 2021. Stay tuned. But, like, it's like when we get to season six. Season six is horrible at 21 because it's all about Jack's mm-hmm. family. But you kind of expect it's going to happen at some point. You need to, like, it's there's certain elements to a character or a, a storyline that you always feel you're going to cross. You're always, like, it's like Goldeneye. You always felt like there had to be a Bond movie where a former double O is his adversary. adversary. Like, he kind of has to go against him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of, it's got to happen one day. So, like, to me, it's a, oh, he's got to lose his license one day and go on a revenge mission. Like, it, if they hadn't have done it in this movie, it was going to happen eventually. I just want a better revenge mission than the wife, who's, who's brand new wife. It's not even like, oh, I've known her for years. The wife of his friend Felix. Because I also don't see Felix and Bond as, like, buddies who will, like, hang out together, you know, and then go What's for a night game? on the town. Like, they're, they're colleagues, yeah, again, I see it. But again, at the same time, like, Bond has no one like... Like, again, we were meant to kind of be a little bit like that in terms of, like, you know, you don't... Like, people complaining Casino Royale, like, you don't want to see Bond cry or you don't want to see Bond in hospital. These are things. But, like, I think it, like, it, it humanizes them to a point where it's like, I'm fine with it. Like, I'm fine with him having these feelings. And, like, I'd like to think that Bond isn't just superhero Bond that, you know, like, I like knowing that he's got a friend who he's going to get revenge with. Like, you've got a friend in me. <laughs> the, yeah, like, that's the Do the Dalton song. Do he's the doing, look, Dalton. he's doing the Dalton right now in the water. <laughs> this is this is the, the Manta Ray one that I think with one of the Bond movies we were talking about where he disguises himself as something. The Crocodile and Goldfinger? Yeah, I always get them confused because Crocodiles and... Fuck Stingrays, Steve Irwin, Killers. There's your uh, 90s computer trope in the 80s. Too bad if, like, we're just too young to remember the computers actually did that. 
<laughs> I, I was trying to think about that the other day. I'm like, did a computer ever actually do that? I always forget how. Now, why does he kill this guy in the beginning? Why not kill this guy? <laughs> not a country club, Colin Hilding. I mean, this is just poor. I don't know, door operator. <laughs> I mean, do we really want to analyze all the reasons why Bond has killed people in movies? Like, oh, this makes me sick that he would kill well, a poor door operator. I mean, this guys is working somebody's... in his factory and tomorrow never dies. Didn't we establish they're just doing their job? They don't need to be chewed up in a printing press. But this is somebody's Della, okay? This is somebody's Della. But th- this is, this is again, where I always bring this up, but Austin Powers is so brilliant. The whole no one ever thinks about the wife of a henchman. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a father to me so there's a lot of foreshadowing in this movie the air compressor the lighter genuine Felix lighter is that a boombox he's holding or his gun something we're making for the Americans <laughs> he's like if you ask me to yeah with a blinking fish is a film clip <laughs> I still can't believe we're gonna have a blinking fish at the end of this movie wink one of the best bits of our best ofs is just your oh. reaction at the end. And there's just a, there's like three seconds of silence, and you're like, "It's a blinking fish." <laughs> oh, he's so handsome! Look at him. I'm really into Timothy Dalton in this movie. <laughs> just got a smolder about him. Look at the smolder as he walks in that room. Like, if I'm sleeping in bed right now, this is almost May Day Roger Mori in View to a Kill, but fuck, if I'm waking up and there's Timothy Dalton with a smolder and a knife, take me. Take me now. <laughs> and, like, Let me still don't make a sound on or you're Lupe. dead. I'm not going to make a sound. You go to town, son. You still have to comment on Lupe. Like, uh, she might be the most attractive Bond girl for the whole 80s. Oh, I don't know. May Day? My man? <laughs> May Day, uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, she's pretty attractive. Yeah, Lu- Lu- I I I nothing Lupe. Like I like Pam Bouvier. I'm the only one. Um, yeah. Like, the thing that annoys me about Lupe is that, like the the bit even I get annoyed with is the but I love him. Like line she has to bond later on. Like you've been with him, but this is like the only scene you're with him, right? You're really hung up on people not falling in love fast in these movies, even if it's three weeks, like in Casino Royale. Again, the boat scene did it better. Shut up. <laughs> you can see your butt so- crack there. I was looking at the side boob. You go for the butt crack, my friend. I go for the side boob. <laughs> I can see my own butt crack. I can't see my own side boob. <laughs> you can see yours? How do you do that? You're flexible. I'm like I'm the, the exorcist, right? My head spins around. <laughs> oh, no, not Sharky. No, Sharky's dead. Banky. No. I do like that. Guess what? His name was Sarge. But this is the thing, though. Like, this is where I kind of buy into this revenge mission that he's even getting more so. Like, okay, Felix, number one bestie. Then, because, you know, like, Colin, I let's be honest. I only like Jamie because she's married to you. If Jamie got murdered, I'm probably going to walk in and go, Jamie! Uh, you know, but I'd, I'd get revenge on you know somebody what? murdering Jamie and your leg's missing. If if either myself or Jamie was killed and you walked in the room and discovered us, you go, oh, please, dear God, not me next, and run for your life. <laughs> no, I'd be sad that I can't have my affair with Jamie and I'm not a necro. So, 
Again, like he's killing everybody here, but he's killing people that we have no reason to believe even know what's going on. This is James Bond. He killed. Why is this the one movie this bothers you? Be- like, how because many when he kills he killed? other people, when he kills other people, they're people who try to kill him. Like a person with a gun. That guy was unarmed. I could list them. He bunch had no of reason. Pre- he no. he could have pushed him over. <laughs> guy and Doctor know that he punches in the hallway for no reason. Didn't try and kill him. We brought that up as being absurd too. I'm going to go, when I do my rewatch, I'm going to list every single person that James Bond kills that doesn't try. Like, <laughs> like all those, you know, henchmen, like the, the people in Seven Eye that blow up based on him, like escaping, like they didn't ask to be killed. Like, why are we so concerned? That guy was, here's the thing. That guy was not even looking at him. He could have slipped right past him. He was unarmed. We know nothing about him. And he just shoots him through the chest and electrocutes him through the chest. Hashtag random lives matter, according to, to Colin. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Before this movie, he killed 169 people, according to our count. And I'm sure <laughs> that probably about 150 of them didn't try to kill Bond or had anything to well, do with it. At least one of them I had issues with. So it's not just License to Kill. You really hate everything to do with Dalton as Bond. You're like, this, this could be hey, a I Brosnan was more positive movie. on Living Daylight. You, this could be a Brosnan movie. And you're like, oh, look how Pierce kills that man. What a sexy beast. Whereas <laughs> this one, oh, that guy's innocent. Why is he killing him? <laughs> I mean, that fish is innocent, but he looked at him dirty. So I Poor just asked fish. Jamie, I sent Jamie a picture of Timothy Dalton. As I said, it's like, ah, don't really think one way or another on him, but I wouldn't complain if he wanted to spank me. <laughs> <laughs> so even when she's indifferent and couldn't care less, she's like, nah, he's not unattractive. He's not attractive. He can spank me though. <laughs> Why does your wife always come up with the best one? Like, she should be on this show more often. Like, there's a TV show. Let, let's add it with Judy Dench. Slaps people. Uh, what was the one last week? Uh, I can't even remember. But now we've got Jamie gets Jamie spanked. Jamie objectifies men. <laughs> Jamie gets spanked. This week featuring <laughs> Timothy Dalton. Bend over, old buddy. <laughs> In all fairness, I'd let Timothy Dalton spank me. <laughs> You're the weird one here, Colin. You're the only one. Like, come on, if Timothy Dalton came over to your house right now with a paddle, that's a paddling. Like, and are you are you really going <laughs> to say no? Like, this is a James Bond actor, right? Like, even you well, would be in awe at meeting Timothy Dalton. If the only Bond actor we could get on this show, because we haven't killed him yet, is Timothy Dalton. Are you really going to go, ugh, I don't want to interview Timothy Dalton. You know, Jamie asks me this question. It's, it's not quite Spanker? as extreme as her. I would let him know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure she has. Spank but, uh... your wife, Colin. Spank her. <laughs> I'm so glad we already picked the title for this episode. I'm uh... coming over to spank your wife if you don't. Jamie will like bring up, oh, what do you think of this girl? I'm like, ah, I wouldn't turn her down, but, you know, it's, it's usually the opposite with Jamie. She's like, no, but I'll let him spank me. And the but is the key there. But, but, spank but. me, spank me. I bet you Timothy Dalton's into spanking. Like, I, I bet you that's a thing. <laughs> like, he seems like a nice, you know, like, of, of all the Bond actors, like, Roger Moore, nice, charming, personable guy, you know, but, like, kind of charming in his own sophisticated Roger Moore way. Sean Connery was Sean Connery. You know, Brosnan's, we all get their personalities. you got to admit, like, Dalton's probably just, the, like, out, him and Daniel Craig are probably the nicest Bonds in the fact that, if you met Timothy Dalton, I feel he would be polite. He probably wouldn't want anything as to do with you. As a real person, you're saying? As a real person. 
Yeah. Every time I see him in an interview or at anything, like he, he's like Daniel Craig. He genuinely seems really polite. I've never seen a yeah. dick Timothy Dalton interview moment. Daniel Craig had his I would rather cut my wrist moment, but like mm-hmm. I've grown to really- This is a cool stunt, by the way. Oh, I yeah. like this stunt. There you go. Number two. There you go. Number three, actually, Colin. You're up to three with oh, that. Um, you said something else before. Getting carried away here. But like, I don't know. There's this like Timothy Dalton, nice man, but I feel he would spank people. Like, you know? It's like Daniel Craig, right? Man beast, sexy hunk, great cheese on him. I feel Daniel Craig would be bad at sex. I don't know why. I just think he like he's one of these people. It's like Jason Momoa, right? Little dick. Because, you know, you would, <laughs> yeah. you would think this great hunk of a sexy man is probably, you know, packing, but he's not. Daniel Craig, he's packing. He's got a big dong. But I'm sorry. I feel bad for Rachel Weisz. I feel like Daniel Craig would probably just lay there. I don't know. You think so? Yeah. Can you really get and keep Rachel Weiss if you just lay there? Um, I mean, even if it's in a fictional world, she had Brendan Fraser twice. Well, that's true. But Brendan Fraser, not good, uh, not bad in bed. Brendan Fraser, like, poof, that man. He knows how Massive to Massive dong. Wow. And I, this is not a thing against Daniel Craig. I'm bad at sex, but I'm still here. <laughs> at least one person likes me. Um, can, can we get Mallory to describe that the way Jamie describes spanking? <laughs> I've never slept with her. What are you talking about? We're waiting to a married Colin. <laughs> anyway, we're sidetracked. This, you're right. That's a cool stunt. I love that guy falling out. That's all this money just flying up. Like, there's some like redneck hick in the Florida Keys there finding like, oh my God, honey, here's some hundred dollar bills. And he's going to smile again at the end of this. And oh. I don't want my Bond smiling this way. If he's such a tough Bond, don't smile so much. And he's jovial too. He's like, ah, ha, 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 again, money. Colin Hilding, just hatred of Timothy Dalton as Bond. Any other Bond can smile. Any other Bond can kill <laughs> random people. It's okay. But when he's smart, no. Timothy Dalton could walk in on your wife cheating on you. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with him smiling. He's happy. <laughs> Timothy Dalton could walk in like you you could come home Jamie's having like an orgy with every single man and you're like oh my god my wife is finally cheating on me I knew this day would come and Timothy Dalton could walk in and be like I'll save you old buddy and like fucking kill everyone and like save your marriage and like you would be like oh you didn't even do that Timothy right Dalton. Brosnan could have done it's it only, it's only as James Bond I don't mind him in anything else well, we'll wait till we watch Beautician and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, getting back to the smiling things. <laughs> oh, my God. Can you at least agree with me on this? No. If this isn't revenge, <laughs> if he's so broken up. Look, we know it's not dated because they have discs now, like proper DVD discs. It's like a Commodore 64. Um, but if this is such a, like, personal thing for him, why is he smiling so much? Like, I don't want, if, if he's for the first time ever been pushed so far that he's like, I'm going to betray the MI6. I'm going to do this all for Felix. and I'm not going to be smiling at all if I'm him. Like, could you imagine after Vesper, if there was moments in Quantum of Solace where Daniel Craig was smiling and, and laughing like this, you would hate Quantum of Solace even more. Well, I can see it, but like, I, I'm all, like straight away. I think about like one of my favorite bits of Corner of the Solace when he gets pushed out of the car by Bland Bond girl, whatever her name is, and then he does that. Well, that wasn't very nice. Like it's kind of there's a delivery to that where it's kind of almost too like like he needs not a smile, but he needs some sort of emotion on his face. Whereas like here, like to me, it's 
it's more of like a kind of like a ha ha, like, you know, you idiots, I've got your money at the same time. Like, I don't think he overdoes a smile. It's kind of like, I get what you're saying. Like, oh, he's broken up, but broken up people can smile oh. too, Colin. <laughs> Gosh. You're this... depressed, don't smile. You'd be a Why great are counselor. we in a sleazy bar in Florida in a Bond movie? And why is there about to be a bar fight? Again, this is something out of Lethal Weapon. Not James Bond. Hello, Pam. She looks so much better with the long hair. So much better. What about the lazy eye? Like, I can't take my eye off of it. She, neither can she, apparently. Stop making fun of people's deformities. <laughs> she can't help it. <laughs> Again, this is a Brosnan movie. You're praising her for, oh, the, the acting ability to make a lazy eye is incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I praise Die Another Day so much, right? <laughs> Again, you'd like it better than this. <laughs> Why is this? I, well, one thing I will say, like, he's literally out in the sticks. Where is this bar? Like, who goes to this bar? Although I have actually not James said Bond. that. Not my Bond. I, I have been to my, my most southern experience I ever had in my life was with uh, T-Bird in Georgia where we literally caught a boat to a bar and we had boat parking at a bar. It was in the middle of nowhere, and it was very, very southern. Was a strip bar like this? Sadly, no. But I did karaoke with T-Bird at it, so, you know. Why is this guy just weirdly staring? Look, at even he's going, oh, God, you're attractive. He's, he's trying to find where her eyes looking. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking at the other guy, this henchman's henchman. He's just staring at Dalton because he's in love with him. Okay, Benicio Del Toro is the type of guy who's into having a shotgun pointing at his dick. Yeah, exactly. He's enjoying this. Jamie would. <laughs> That'd be three fifty. That's cheap. Okay, this guy did not respond to getting elbowed in the groin at all, and his like head that. bashed on the table, and he passes out. Like this is a, it's not even good fight scenes. This is this is arguably my least favorite sequence in any Bond movie: the bar fight. I I, well, I do love like, that. He's had enough. That fish came down, and people are just like, oh. <laughs> This is cartoony. Come on. This isn't the first time we've been in a bar and it's been tension filled in a bar. I mean, but Dr. No. Fight scene's, the fight scene is awful. Okay. It's a little bit too much in terms of like, yes. It's, it's, <laughs> she just front flipped the man. He clearly jumped off a trampoline. Again, like there are other Bond movies where this is a similar thing. Like diamonds are forever. Let's fucking punch that- him in the Ooh. Ooh, yeah, that movie was trying to be a comedy. I also don't like that movie. Look at this. A swordfish. A stuffed swordfish is a weapon. But there is like Roger Moore movies were filled with this. Like, let's use something silly in a fight in Roger Moore's face. Like, Roger Moore dresses this, as a clown three movies yeah, ago. And what is this movie not trying to be? It's not trying to be funny. This is playing it straight. They're not going for laughs in this this bar fight. Again, I get it, but they've got to use some Bond tropes to it. I mean, you like Look Casino his, Royale. His Maybe one swing funny from, part of Casino Royale. Pirates swing from a chandelier. Chandelier. I can't sing Sia. Like, you're, you're missing the Defender. Sto- you're who missing stopped the, f- the jukebox? Because I mentioned Sia. They didn't play it. Um, <laughs> you, you, your love for Daniel Craig era of Bond and the direction they take for it at the same time, like, there's no humour in those. And even when they do, Which, like, it's... What kind of argument is that when I rank Spectre lower than you do? 
Because Spectre's great. Because Spectre basically almost feels like an older <laughs> Bond movie. You're trying to argue that I have some undying love for the Daniel Craig's and can't criticize it. And your argument to that was for you to praise Spectre over me. Well, I mean, like in terms of the fact that you get there and you defend Craig for, oh, he's not that humorless. Here's some humor. I remember all our recaps. You would be there. Oh, there's some humor. There's some humor. Like, there is humor. Name one funny bit of Casino Royale. I'm waiting. Not Casino Royale, but this is this movie is not tr- my. You're going against my point. They they are making Casino Royale a humorless movie intentionally, right? This movie is not trying to be funny, and it is unintentionally funny. Shut up. Uh, and this they're about to fall in love here. in a boat. <laughs> okay, so they can fall in love in two minutes because they were in a bar fight, but Vesper, three weeks in the hospital with Bond, no, not buying it. They went through something here. What does Vesper yeah, go through fight. with Bond? <laughs> they went through a bar fight. Have you ever been in a bar fight? It's tough. And I emotional. mean, if I did, I could fight more convincingly than they just did. I'd love to see you in a bar fight. I'd pay for that. I'd love to watch you <laughs> in a fight in general. I reckon you'd win. You'd beat me. You'd kick my ass. I, I yes, I, I I would. You've got kids. You've got lots of anger. You can't hit them, but you can hit me. I we I think we've talked about this before. I, I was trained in Taekwondo at a very young age. <laughs> I thought you were about to say we've talked about this before. I hit my kids all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Pull them you don't sit on a camera. You don't want to see the jerks. bruises. <laughs> What's up, jerks? <laughs> yeah, Jamie's got bruises because she likes spanking. That's why you're, you're you're reading that text going, oh, I'd let Timothy Dalton spank me. It's literally like, please don't hit me again. I cooked the dinner this time properly. How you like it? Should we send Jamie pictures of prospective bonds and see which one she'd want to be spanked by to determine who's odds on favorite now? I'm happy to send your wife any pictures she wants. <laughs> She's not asking for yours. <laughs> Now, Noah, is, on the other hand... There is no difference to Bond hooking up with her and falling for her in any other Bond movie. We love Goldeneye. You, for some reason, don't love Natalia. But literally, they hook up after Why? a train blows up, which is He's less He's smiling again! Than... Oh, I'm sorry. He's about to fuck a beautiful woman. He should be upset. Connery never would. Moore wouldn't. Connery they would play smiled cool. when he fucked women! <laughs> no, and, and if he's doing this right now, it should just be, you know what... I've got a mission here. He's trying to be playful. He's honking the horn. He's smiling. He's giggling. This is not James Bond. The most iconic Connery line, maybe of all of them, one of them at least, is, I must be dreaming. I'm sorry. I, f- I forgot the scene when he was so sad when he said, oh, I must be dreaming. Boo, boo, I'm Was sad. he grinning when he said, I must be dreaming? He was smirking and having a bit of a giggle. Yeah, but wasn't playful and giggle. I've never seen him giggle. Oh, here she is. Ah. <laughs> uh. There's a money penny. Wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> She's like, and I, I love that the glasses. They, Sorry. They arguably cast her because like, you know, Lois Maxwell looking a little old. Let's cast a nice young woman and make her look like a grandma. She, I mean, in is, is she is the same money penny as in uh, Living Daylights, right? Yeah. She looks so much more attractive in the Living Daylights. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but like... If you had to rank the attractiveness of the of the money pennies, oh, she's last. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I guess I, Lois I, Maxwell I, was attractive that one time in a uniform, but I mean, I just picture Lois Maxwell as Granny Penny. That's all I can see. I mean, Naomi Harris is number one, right? No. What? Who's number one? Samantha Bond. She's hot. No, <laughs> short hair. <laughs> Not with short hair, but in in Goldeneye. 
no, I mean, I'd, uh, I'd go. Harris, I'd yeah, go I, I Naomi that. Harris. I'd let and then, <laughs> and then let's say Lois Maxwell up to Diamonds Are Forever. Maybe I'm just looking here at the great esteemed career of Carolyn Bliss. Um, <laughs> she apparently played Princess Diana in Charles and Diana: A Royal Love Story, a TV movie in 1982. I'm oh 82. I was gonna say I, I remember my mom watching one in like the early 90s. Well, that's a, that's a, a UK thing, isn't it? Like they always like to make a T. I remember the um, the William and Kate one, and then they did a Harry and Meghan one. Uh, has she not acted in like twenty years? She's listening to a Barry Manilow extensive collection. Um, I don't believe that. Surely she's been in other things. She hasn't acted since nineteen ninety six. Wow. Samantha Bond put her out of work permanently. She was in, so she's actually not been in much. She, the first ever thing she was in was Charles and Diana. Then she was in Chess Game, Killer Contract, Pope John Paul II. She was in a TV series <laughs> called My Brother Jonathan, Dempsey and Make Peace, The Deadly Recruits. Her first movie movie that wasn't a TV movie was Living Daylights. And wow. look what it did for her career. She's been in three full proper movies in her entire life, two of them James Bond movies. <laughs> Crazy. Why does she cut her hair? Pam? No, Money Penny. Yes, Pam. <laughs> well, Money Penny does when she becomes Samantha Bond. But that's in between movies. This isn't in the middle of a movie. <laughs> this was the to first episode look- where I started going on about short hair, wasn't it? I think it was. Now, why why do they have to create a fictional country? Do they just want to not piss off like Cuba or fucking Guatemala Probably. or something like that? What is with that pantsuit that woman is wearing? Why are Bond's pants pulled up so high? Oh, here he is. What's his face? Oh, uh, yeah, we could. We're, um, Truman Lodge, yeah. Which is. We're, please go Rob- back and listen to our Robert Darby interview when we're put on the spot as two esteemed hosts of a Bond podcast. We can't even but name you fucking know what? Truman Lodge. If you listen to it over again, it's great because he's quizzing us. He goes, oh, we're going to talk about a character here. Now, he's the guy that did it. You guys remember who this character was? And we're like, oh, what's his name? What's his name? And Robert Dobby won't give it up. Guaranteed Robert Dobby didn't remember his name either. Because when we said Truman Lodge, he's like, Truman Lodge. Exactly. <laughs> I was trying to work out what I, I, we, I felt we had talked about him recently in an episode of the Oz Network. And I just worked it out. He was in an episode of Nip Tuck where he played the random brother of Sean, uh, Dylan McDermott's character, who basically is written into an episode because reasons and he's never spoken about again. D- D- Dylan McDermott? Uh, not Dylan McDermott. Uh, Dylan Walsh. <laughs> oh, I got excited for a second. I mean, I like Dylan Walsh, but Dylan McDermott. I mean, there's a man. Who's I your mean, favorite yeah, Dylan, Dylan Walsh, in movies? Dylan Walsh is like, you know, uh, a Timothy Dalton level. Dylan McDermott's a Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, I'd flip them around. I just, I'm so partial to Nip Tuck and Sean McNamara that I love my Dylan Walsh. So, I mean, he's the mayor <laughs> the, the in Blue Bloods on, at the moment. Oh, there it the is. The lizard on the shoulder. <laughs> I loved how that was a talking point of our episode that you're like, yeah, so I wanna... looked after it. We were like, what? Oh, Wayne Newton. Yeah. This is a very fun idea for a character. Yeah, I agree. Like, I kind of, like, this is the thing. Like, I actually, as much as this plot annoys me that the fact that it is just literally, you know, let's stop some drugs, I like the extent that they go to to try and, like, cover this up with, like, a... Because this is a big thing in the 80s, these TV evangelicals sort of... Yeah, you know, evangelists. So, I, I love the way they kind of cover it up. And it's to me, it's a smarter drug plot line than life, uh, living... Ah, uh, fuck, God, lie, live and let die. Know your Bond movies, Ben. Um, yeah. 
Although we don't have the great names of a tombstones, baby. I'm missing that. What is that hairstyle? Holy crap. Bald with a mullet. Beautiful is what it is. <laughs> and she's chopped her hair off. She looks way better with the short hair. No. What's with that look? A dark beard and a grey mop? And why did she dye her hair too? <laughs> cool now. 555 love. Does that make him evil with a salamander on his shoulder? Like, I don't understand it. I, it's weird. <laughs> like, did, did, did Hitler walk around the bunkers of Germany with a salamander? Osama bin Laden as he's blowing up the Twin Towers? Yes, I'm going to strike my you know, salamander. I mean, he couldn't do the cat. <laughs> Wayne Newton's in a Bond movie. Can we just establish that Wayne Newton's in a Bond movie? <laughs> Weirder, Madonna or Wayne Newton in a Bond movie, and don't and say it's Madonna. Not the, it's not the Vegas one. That's what's really weird. Like at least, like Madonna is a is a a cheap cameo at best, right? Like oh, let's put Madonna in there again. Yeah. My 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 point being with Madonna's character is that no one's complaining about that character if it's not Madonna. You're only complaining about it because it's Madonna. This is Wayne Newton almost in a, you know, third billing. Basically, he's kind of almost yeah. Got a he's, he's a major role. henchman. Yeah. Like, I would imagine if Madonna was a major henchwoman. Hench <laughs> You're going to die like a virgin. You're going to take a bow. <laughs> Looks like a real jerk off. There you go. The next name that I'm going to start calling my babies. Jerk. What's up, jerk offs? <laughs> Use jag off. Use third watch terminology. Jagoff. It looks like that salamander's kissing his cheek. Yeah. Wouldn't you? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. The gray hair and black beard. It is really gross. <laughs> He's got his lighter on the table. He's got his genuine Felix lighter there on the table. <laughs> Look at that guy's sideburns. Is that a phone? Like, has he, has he got a smartphone on the table there? <laughs> <laughs> Very ahead of his time, James Bond in 1989. I've always wanted to go to a casino and play like a table game. I've never been to a casino. Do they have casinos in Winnipeg? Yeah. The casino it here is, in Victoria uh... looks like a shopping mall. Like on the outside, like it just <laughs> looks like to me, a casino should look fancy, like, you know, pretty. This just looks like a shopping mall. I'm like, that's your casino? Yeah, the one here actually looks like a casino on the outside. It it's actually quite spectacular to look at. I used to, the casino in Hobart, I remember you would go to it and you would um, play the poker machines because uh, even if you played like the five cent ones, there was a button on it that if you press, they would bring you a free drink because you're using their facilities. So like <laughs> I would just go there and just drink free Coke, you know, why not? I always want to do that with cards. Can you shuffle cards? I can't shuffle cards. I'm one of those I people I can shuffle, who, not like that. But like if you play cards with me i'm the one who's literally like going like oh i'm getting there i'm shuffling like mallory keeps showing me this fan technique which is pretty cool but yeah you're gonna hate me for this another criticism of dalton every time a woman shows up he gives this reaction as if he's never seen a woman before and again that's not james bond he's playing it so cool when um pam walked in with her short hair he actually did a double take it was like this it was like what (laughs) and it was the same thing with lupe here he looks up and he's like 
eyes get wide. He's like, oh, a woman with cleavage. Like, he needs to play it cool. He's James Bond. I don't agree. To me, he's got no different look on his face than Daniel Craig when, like, oh. he's in the casino scene in fucking Casino Royale. Also, do we get the jerking motion there? Shaken. Jerk Not off. <laughs> That's what Jamie signals to you when she wants sex. Sex. <laughs> Not foreplay. <laughs> The one thing I'll say, though, about Lupe and Pam is that although I, I don't hate on the storyline like you and most other Bond fans do, I think Bond and um, Pam have great chemistry. Shut up. They do. Um, <laughs> it is a bit soap opera some of these scenes. Like, I love him. I love James. Yeah, it's, even the music here is soap opera The cleft on Dalton's chin. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I sent Jamie a picture of George Lazenby and uh, she said, well, as far as bonds go, or all bonds are handsome and I definitely do them, but my big turnoffs are forehead lines and clefts in the chin. She was saying that about Lazenby. I'm like, did you see the picture of Dalton? Gonna, He's got gonna, forehead lines and clefts in the chin. I'm going to play your game here with Jamie. I'm going to message her. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I can get a reaction from her. I'll send her a picture of someone. <laughs> whoa, 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 what's the picture? What's the picture? Never you mind. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm looking at my phone and I'm more excited because my uh, hockey sticker album arrived today. Oh, exciting. That was a really weird. Oh, I just sent your wife He's... a picture and I said, what do you think? <laughs> I said, Noah. <laughs> we'll wait and see. Um, <laughs> It's been about uh, 20 minutes. Colin, it's now time for your fourth positive remark about Timothy Dalton as Bond. Give us one. Uh, uh, he's got nice teeth. <laughs> I don't even know if he does. I have not paid attention. <laughs> he, but. he smiles so much. You should be looking at him. <laughs> I like this. I like their first minute. I like a Bond movie where kind of the... Bond gets introduced to the villain in kind of civil yeah. circumstances, like the golf scene in Goldfinger or something like that. Yeah, you need a scene like this. Robert Darby, what what a man, seriously. What a man. Download episode 50 of Double Oz 7. How are we going to top it for episode 100? We'll probably end up getting like <laughs> Milton Creston or something. <laughs> like yeah. We're getting a Carolyn Bliss. <laughs> I would, hey, interviewing a money penny is a pretty big deal, Colin Hilding. Come on. Uh, is she top of your list? No, but, <laughs> but like if somebody said to you like, Oh, you get to interview a James Bond and you only got Lazenby. You got to take it. Like if somebody, Oh, man, I'll take any of them. B- before that we ever did uh, a James Bond podcast, if somebody said to you, Colin, in episode 50, you'll get to interview a main Bond villain. Like you're not going to care if it's fucking, you know, Robert Darby or, you know, anyone. You're going to take it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Dominic Green, but... <laughs> Charles Gray. <laughs> Look what the cat dragged in. <laughs> Why hasn't Jamie replied to me? Oh, Jamie. <laughs> she blocked you. She blocked you for all those other pictures you sent. How did you know about that? Can we also just uh, <laughs> point out Timothy Dalton's real name, full name, is Timothy Leonard Dalton Leggett. Now, that is such a posh Leggett. name. Leggett. I also do appreciate how Wikipedia finally has discovered his actual birth date. It used to say on um, Wikipedia it was like either born 1946 or 1944. It never knew. Uh, whereas now it's got uh, 21st of March, 1946. He's actually um, uh, only three days after my birthday. All right, Jamie's replied to me. 
Okay. Well, first of all, show show me on screen what the picture is. Okay, the picture on screen that I sent your wife. <laughs> <laughs> I sent a picture of me, and I said, "What do you think?" She replied, "Yes, I think you should get your glasses adjusted. <laughs> they are a bit crooked." <laughs> That crazy look in your eye is normal with all parents. How is baby doing? Because um, I announced to the world that I got a new child, my PlayStation 5. Um, such a mum answer. I don't know what I even replied to that. I mean, obviously, you you could use the excuse, yeah, she's just being appropriate because we're on air or whatever. She just said, you know, he's not handsome, he's not unhandsome, but I'd let him spank me. Ben sends a picture she's of himself. Mallory. She like, gave me a Mallory answer. Straighten your glasses, Ben. <laughs> I'm saying that's a Mallory answer. No fun for on air. <laughs> right, let's send a Should I Noah. message Mallory? What do you think of the picture of you? <laughs> Go on, do it. Does she check her phone? She's at work right now, but yes. <laughs> Let's find a picture of... What's a good-looking picture of Noah? I want to find that really old picture of Noah when he was really fat. We're, okay, let's send him. Let's, let's send him. Send him. <laughs> same photo. All right, so this is a picture I'm going to send of Noah. Noah looking old. <laughs> Fuck, he's thin. Jesus, Noah, you're good. Good for you. But, you know, you. he never changed his wardrobe. He's still wearing fat guy clothes. <laughs> Yeah, when I was very big, I used to wear like button-up Hawaiian shirts, like I legitimately did. <laughs> I actually really appreciate too, and this is um I, I won't mention who it is because they're connected to our podcast. I have somebody message a uh, message me, legitimately thinking that Mallory and I are expecting uh, because of my picture I posted on my <laughs> PlayStation Five yesterday. That's cute. What's what really you doing here? I'm on leave, so he goes on holiday with Bond. Oh, bless yeah. Q. Okay, Q is great in this movie. Q in a Hawaiian shirt? What's your favorite Q appearance from the... Because I actually think that Q was maybe at his best in the 80s. Like, I mean, sure, you could say Goldfinger scene is the best, but does anybody really care about the Thunderball scene, the only live twice scene? <laughs> Sorry, Jamie just wrote back... He looks like he's having fun. Nice social distancing example. <laughs> Maybe she's just too curve. timid to answer your questions. <laughs> um, I could really she's ask your screenshotting me. She's screenshotting me the messages she's sending you. <laughs> I um, guess just to prove that this is real. <laughs> that she's not cheating on you anymore. Um, I, I randomly like Octopussy just because I like the balloon scene <laughs> not now not now okay later. i was gonna say that but that also and the uh the pictograph yeah yeah from i was about to say that only. not a banana q i this austin powers ruined this for me when he got when he's got the dental equipment you know the what is this <laughs> like oh this is plastic explosives and austin powers yes i know what no, the one where he's like Oh, and let me guess, this is a bomb and this is a, you know, no, Austin, since you have been frozen, there's been serious <laughs> advancements in dentistry. What are you yeah. trying to say? <laughs> I love his reaction to Pep. <laughs> <laughs> the skeleton pictures? Like, come on, tell me this isn't ridiculous. That's a bit silly. But again, I like Dino. Yeah, blinking days, but... fish is it, right? Why are you so hung up on the blinking fish? Like, why? <laughs> It's one there is scene. a fish that winks at the camera as the final shot of the movie. 
James Bond in space says, I'm attempting re-entry and that's okay. <laughs> because this- that movie is presenting itself as a comedy. This movie's is not it? everything... Everything they do in this movie is presenting it as like very serious. That was what the everybody praises the Dalton's movies or the people who do praise them praise no them as a praise oh, them in 1989. No one went and saw it. <laughs> no one went and saw it in America. That's the big difference. The one country they were trying to cater to. What does that tell you? I'm also looking at Timothy Dalton's Wikipedia page. It must fucking piss you off his picture on his Wikipedia page. I saw it. <laughs> it's He's great. Smiling. <laughs> so he's from a place called Colwyn Bay. In Wales, what can we know about Colwyn Bay? Thirty-four thousand people live there. Cool culture. They have the national Stedford there. <laughs> they have a national anthem. They have their own team called Colwyn Bay FC in the second tier of Welsh football. Famous people from Colwyn Bay. Timothy Dalton is not on this. Li- oh no, it is. Okay. That- <laughs> So it is, sorry, they lead with, rather than saying Timothy Dalton, they lead with James Bond actor Timothy Dalton. (laughs) Oh, Terry Jones, Monty Python's from there. There you go. Paula Yates is from Colwyn Bay. Who? She's the one who fucked Michael Hutchins, was married to um, uh, Bob Geldof. She's the one who, um, like, yeah, I cheated. don't like money. She cheated on uh, Bob like- Geldof with Michael Hutchins and they had a different child. Yeah, and then she, like, later died. All right, oh, hang on. <laughs> Did Jamie, you kill her? Jamie is sending me something that simply says, send this to Colin and tell me what he thinks. Uh-oh. <laughs> Colin, it's oh, happening. No. The affair's why, beginning. Why is she sending it to oh! you to send to me? Okay. Having said that, though, I like the picture she sent. I'm going to cover the faces. Look what your wife's sending me. women in bikinis wait why are you covering why are you covering the faces this isn't a video episode can you can you tell who they are i can't tell who they are because it's blurry (laughs) it's the the default point sisters oh okay okay yeah look send me the picture jamie where's the picture (laughs) (laughs) he may go silent for a minute he's still breathing actually they're very attractive i like this picture I, the moguls, I guess, unofficial season started yesterday, and I was so disappointed because there were no Canadians on it. So I, I decided to check the Instagrams to see if there was a reason why, hoping that they would post. And then Jamie caught me kind of stalling on the Deferla Point Sisters Instagram pages. I may have just sent your wife an inappropriate text. I said, thanks for that. I'll use that later. <laughs> I, I will say I did meet the Deferla Point sisters pre-COVID, so I was admiring the non-social distancing that they were doing in the pictures. They uh, seemed to be quite cozy with me. It was something I appreciated. <laughs> your my your your wife your wife has said, "Er, that's too much info, Ben." With lots of smiley faces. <laughs> There's a Jamie reaction. Who can I send her a picture of? Rossi. Ro- Ro- uh, Rocky. Nah. No one wants. <laughs> Maybe share what you do in your own time with your wife, Lameo. <laughs> what? That's what she sent back to me. Uh, I need to. I need to find a picture of somebody to send her. Shit, I don't know anyone. What about Nick Chester? <laughs> Does she know who that is? She's heard me mention the name, but uh... oh, there's a dashing picture of Nick Chester there. Look at him. <laughs> Looking pretty good there in his little shirt in front of a fern. Um, let's go with this one. 
<laughs> so Ben's like, I'm so excited to watch License to Kill. This is exactly the way I wanted to spend watching it. Didn't you? Didn't we say at the beginning of this episode that 20% of this movie would be about the movie? Sorry, this I'm just is, looking okay, over the, the picture. I'm just looking at the picture here of me and the DeFerla Point sisters where they're about four inches from my face. That's nice. Are they in bikinis? No, they're in their full ski gear. But trust me, it's still spectacular. The one thing I will say about this plot that really annoys me is random um, Asian dude when they get into like Kung Fu shortly. Like I'm like, what? This makes no sense. Who is this guy? He looks familiar. Who is he? Who is he? I like the white suit. I don't know. There's something about white suits that I like. I'm racist. Um, I don't like black suits. Yeah, I think I mentioned this on a recent episode. I, I'm still holding out for my uh, James Bond <laughs> pop figure. Sorry. What? James reaction. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> what if I told you he had dogs? Oh, that dress I, I was, is awful. That woman in that that purple dress. What is that? Yes, glitter. The eighties. Yeah, I was saying. Uh, I I really want the uh, the white jacket Bond figures mm. for the the pop figures. Because isn't that the oh that's the was that the Connery one you were trying to get? Yeah, they is made the, a white jacket one for Craig too. Isn't the No Time to Die one a white jacket? No. I thought it was Spectre, but maybe it is. No time to die, Funko Pops. Where's my Timothy? I want the do the Dalton Funko Pop. Do the Dalton. They, I don't think they did a Dalton. I think Dalton was the only one. And Lazenby, they didn't do Lazenby and Dalton Funko Pops, did they? Have we seen the president yet in this movie? I'm barely paying attention to it since I'm texting. Can we see the picture of him? Um, no, the no time to die ones bond in like the blue turtleneck. Um. So yeah, the I, I can't believe we forgot about this but uh whoever plays the, the president in this movie the president of isthmus is donald is pre- pedro armanderas jr the son of uh the original um karen bay oh i did not know that there you go um is that so that must be him there i don't know is it so i'm looking at funko pops <laughs> oh there he is. yeah i think that's him there send send her a picture of sean connery's funko pop i'd let him spank me <laughs> Jamie says, are you saying this because I told Colin this week that I like the song? Who let the dogs out? I don't what? care how cheesy it is. I'm going to dance when that comes on. I don't even remember that conversation with her, but apparently she's very hung up on it. I mean, door, that song is a banger. <laughs> I can't even write properly. That song is a banger. That song is great. Do you not like Who Let the Dogs Out? No. What's wrong with you? You don't like Dalton? You're like, I'm inviting Timothy Dalton over to listen to Who Let the Dogs Out. I'm having a good time. You're just leaving. Seriously, Colin, right now, Timothy Dalton comes over to your house with a Who Let the Dogs Out single. Are you saying no? I mean, it's the same thing. I I wouldn't turn it down. (laughs) Timothy Dalton is in your house. With a sit, like all he wants to do is, hello, old buddy. I just want to listen to one song with you and then I will talk to you on double. Again, I like Timothy Dalton, just not as James Bond. So I'm looking at the fun. I really want to cover. I know that we had um, the the proposed month with Matt Dyson, 
uh, where we'd basically cover, you know, uh, at world's end hot fuzz and everything. Yeah. And, uh, I really want to do that just so I could show you how much better Dalton is as a, a villain and B funny in uh hot fuzz because he's amazing in hot fuzz again we've got our next episode colin is literally looking at dalton and fran drescher like <laughs> seriously if like it's almost like we planned this when we spent a whole episode talking about fran drescher right and now it's just a perfect opportunity to combine these two people who is this guy who is random asian guy I have no idea. Your wife's messaging me again. I'm sure he will make some lady or man very happy, but not my time. Oh, Nick. <laughs> some lady or man. Oh, poor Nick. All right. I found him here. Uh, Nick. Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa. Yep. Uh, he was in The Last Emperor. There's an Oscar winning film. Uh, he was in... Showdown and Little, Little Tokyo Twins. He was Oriental Man and Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mortal Kombat. He plays Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. Yep. So, I'm looking. Oh, look at this. Hold on. I just found something interesting here. What did you find, Colin? Tell me. Tell me now. Lupe is played by Talissa Soto, who played Princess Katana in what? Mortal Kombat. We got wow. two Mortal Kombat actors in this movie. Hey, unless you're talking to me about the Street Fighter movie that had Kylie Minogue in it, you're not talking to me. <laughs> Seriously, uh, Kylie yeah. Minogue was in Street Fighter. Do you know that? Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what I knew her from. <laughs> Look, uh, <laughs> you know Kylie Minogue from Street Fighter. That's like I, somebody I saying, I only know Madonna from Die Another Day. You know what? I, that's, it's not my style of music. <laughs> Do I seem like I'm a Kylie fan? Yes. <laughs> She's no Rihanna, okay? Donna fan? <laughs> I'm looking... You actually, you talk about the white-suited Bond Funko Pop. You realise that Brosnan was the only Bond actor not to have a white-suited Funko Pop? Yeah, well, except for Dalton and Lazenby, who don't have any yet. Yeah, well, Roger Moore even had one. Mm-hmm. So, like, why which does... movie is uh, Which movie is White Jacket more? Uh, Octopussy. But what ah, I don't understand... Okay, I understand the fact that Roger Moore was in, like, seven movies. And also, I love uh, Thingo here just shooting him once he's dead. That's awesome. Um, why does Brosnan only get one Bond Funko Pop, whereas, like, Moore gets two? I don't even think Connery... Oh, no, Connery has two. Doesn't Brosnan have two? No, he's only got Goldeneye. Actually, no, Connery's only got one. No, well, he's got he's got a, a dark jacket and a white jacket. Technically, has three because there's the one where he's inside the Aston Martin as well. More, bro. I wanted my die another day Hawaiian shirt. Maybe I'll get Todd Herzog <laughs> to make me that one. You know how Todd makes them? Maybe I'll get a. a dun, 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 I've dun. seen that. I want I want him to make Funko figures for us. How I much do. do you think it, Todd would charge know. to make Oz Network ones? I actually really want to message him and ask and be that vain where I get ones made of us. Yeah. Um, that or like I, I, I seriously actually want a Michael Schumacher one because I'll never release a Michael Schumacher Funko Pop. But um, that or a Verity, maybe I'll get a Verity one. Made. <laughs> if if we had a dream of what if they released this random character Funko Pop from James Bond, is Verity honestly your number one? No, uh, <laughs> I had to think about that. 
Um, no. I would want a Vargas. I'm not joking. If they made a Vargas Funko figure, I'm buying it as I'd bad rather, as he is. I tell you one person I would rather have a Funko pop off Christmas Jones. I would buy the shit out of a Christmas <laughs> I Jones. I would one. too. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I was about to say something funny. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about vanity. You just assume what you're going to say is funny. <laughs> shit. Oh, I lost the moment. Darby in a pink shirt. Don't know how I feel about that. He, he pulls his pants up as high as Dalton does. It's the 80s. Nobody else in this movie is pulling their pants up like that. Why do people have such high pants in the 80s? I just don't understand it. Are you a Funko Pop man? Uh, you know, I'm very particular. I, I don't want to get random ones. I want to yeah. get collections. I only have two. I'm always looking at, oh, they've got one for this. They got one for this. But the only ones I own is I own a Mr. Fantastic and I own an odd job. You I did go to a toy... I went to uh, Toys R Us a couple of uh, months ago and they had like the Shazam family from Shazam. They had, uh, I think four out of the six of them or five out of the seven. And I debated getting them, but like they were severely discounted, like $4 at the time. And then I regretted it because I went back a few days later and they were all gone. Well, that's the the first Bond one I ever got was Blofeld. Cause I, yeah, when I went back home to Hobart for Christmas last year, there was like a news agency that had like a whole table of $5 Funko Pops and they had a Blofeld and a Jaws. And I'm like, oh, mm. what do I want, Blofeld or Jaws? And I ended up getting Blofeld. I wish I had bought both of them now in hindsight. But um, yeah, I'm the same. Like I only kind of go out of my way to get ones that I know. Like I, I hunted hell and high water to find a Brosnan Goldeneye one. And I finally mm. got one. That's that sucker there. You can't see it at home. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I had to get my Jeff Goldblum shirtless. Um, <laughs> although I'd like to get all <laughs> the Jurassic Park ones and the Bomb ones. They're probably the two I'd like to get all of them. Um, there's too many Star Wars ones to get. The only the only Star Wars one I actually want, which is really hard to get, is Padme in the white suit from Attack of the Clones. And that's uh. like a really rare one to find. Um and the only other one that I really want is the John Oliver one because I did one for John Oliver last week tonight. The one that always annoys me that they've never done, every time they bring out these obscure TV shows and all these kind of things that, like, I'm thinking, really? That deserves a Funko Pop? They've never done a Jack Bauer one, and I don't know why. And that annoys me. They have alias ones. I actually, the, well, the first one I wanted to buy, and I might still, they did a series of four ones of alias, but it's just Jennifer Garner wearing different wigs. So it's like, you can't even tell what it is by looking at it. You would have to have the box that says alias. Mm. I would, you would, you would think that they're like, I know there's Jack Bauer action figures. Cause I'd very nearly bought one back in the height of 24. And I, I would still love a Jack Bauer action figure, but like, why have they never had a Jack Bauer Funko pop? Get Todd to make one. Yeah, but it's not the same. 20th anniversary is <laughs> coming up. True. See, I could buy a Jack Bauer 1-4 scale statue from Amazon. It's not, well, it's <laughs> not available anymore, but. Anyway, back to the movie. Sorry, we're so getting pretty sorry, touchy people. there. People who listen to this, like, they probably, we could have a new listener tuning in like, oh, look at this James Bond podcast. I've not heard this <laughs> one before. They get like 20 We're doing license to count. Like, oh, this is pretty exciting. And now here we are talking about. Funko Pops. Let's be honest. We just had Bond at breakfast with Sanchez and Lupe dropped her purse so Bond could sneak behind the guard's back. This isn't exactly the most riveting thing we've ever seen in a Bond movie. <laughs> I love That, that looks look great of, though. The waterfall. I love that look of that, gu- that guard's face. Like he's kind of got like a humble look. It's like, oh, she acknowledged me. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to tell my wife. <laughs> I exist. I still say Lupe is one of the best characters in this movie, but she's still not that great as a character. No. 
I think the actress just annoys me just in her acting. Where is Isthmus? Let's go there for a holiday. Think they've got COVID? <laughs> Where was this movie Isthmus actually Isthmus COVID free. So, well, oh man, you could just see. Why wear a shirt that's going to be that see-through? Because she's got breasts. <laughs> what? I was talking about Bond. Because he's got breasts. <laughs> Where was this film filming? Mexico, Mexico? City? Florida Keys and Can- Cancun. I think this is the first Bond movie not to be filmed. Oh, Jesus, where are you going there, Bond? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bond gets rapey. I forgot about this scene. Um, this is the first one not to use Pinewood Studios, I believe. They film in America. Miracle. Oh, I'm sad that Jamie stopped replying to me. <laughs> Man... I was in there. Bugger. So I just love, I love I uh, this movie, just the way kind of like he's still revenge and tense and like, I like this kind of like this long drawn out back and forth of like who's got the bigger dick between Bond and um, Sanchez. Bouvier. <laughs> well, did she, with that hair, she's packing. Um, you, you want another nice Dalton scene? Are uh, you going to be able to praise him? Yeah. Okay, this number five scene, coming up. He, he nailed this scene. Wow, that's actually the nicest of all the niceties you've done. If he wasn't smiling and giggling every other scene in the movie, I might actually be convinced that he cares. Do we actually ever see Timothy Dalton shirtless as Bond? Because this is the closest we get. I don't think get. so. He no might, is there. he the only one? Well, I mean, clearly he's not Daniel Craig. The guy's not shirtless, like, <laughs> shirtless more than he's not shirtless. I love Q's safari collar there. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like he's going to lead you into the Who's jungle. this guy? Check out that cheesy <laughs> fake grin. I don't think those are real teeth. He looks like he should be a game show host. We haven't missed Milton Crest's head exploding, have we? No. Which I, I I love the fact that there was that early episode that we did and you guys could not remember. Like, I brought that up. I was like, what's what's the Bond movie where the guy gets his head blown up in the compression tank? Is it Licensed to Kill? And you're like, there's nothing in there. That never happens in Bond. Yeah. What are you talking about? I think I even played that in the clip in the um in the episode going like, guys, like, fuck you. This happened. And this is me saying Just it happened. Evidence that it would wind up second and last on our lists. I love it. You're a woman. <laughs> Uh, but even then when he's like you then his face like lights up it's like, I, I don't know if he's like that's sexist. the way bond's looking at every woman in this movie Ooh, a woman i don't think he's like sexist he's like a woman he's all like wow they're finally doing better education and it's not just us <laughs> men who have to slave over a boat captain you know what they say about woman drivers <laughs> they're like egyptian drivers I want to, I'm just, keep talking. I'm going to, um, something I got. Ugh, right. Ben's digging right now. Uh, look at that. <laughs> look at that stunt fall down the stairs from Milton Crest. Wow. Jamie, Jamie come over here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you name your cat, Jamie? <laughs> I named my PlayStation 5, Jamie. Um, I'm going to hold, <laughs> hold this up to the camera because uh, I, I sent this. Sean Connery Life Magazine. So I, I was mentioning that, um, uh, I bought the Roger Moore one because actually, you know, obviously Roger Moore died. We know when I was over this part of the world, we would never get these in Australia, these like tribute magazines. And so I remember seeing the Roger Moore one randomly. So I bought it. 
Uh, and then I, the other day I was in Walmart and thinking maybe they'll do a Sean Connery one. And lo and behold, here is the Life Tribute magazine to Sean Connery, which can I just point out, it has about, um, I don't know, 15, 20 pages of just like, this is Sean Connery's career. The rest is every single Bond movie ever, like a summary of every Bond you know, movie. I think there was the one that came out in Life magazine. I don't think, well, maybe you didn't get it. I got it when Spectre came out. Um, that was just let's go through all the Bond movies. That might actually just be let's reprint the Spectre magazine with a new section on Connor. Well, they did. They did when I first got here because like, um, and I was out of quarantine and I was you know shopping. There was that was obviously when we thought No Time to Die was being released in April. So they actually did release a whole bunch of um those at the time, and I, there was like two of them. Mm. They were just like Life magazine and Time magazine celebrates the Bond franchise, and I wanted to buy them, but of course they're like twenty dollars. They're not cheap. Um, so, but I think from what this seems, it's, yeah, it's one of those. Um, but the thing I actually like about this is it actually, it says all the Bond films and you legitimately have 1954 Casino Royale, you have 1967 Casino Royale and you have no time, uh, not time to die. Um, uh, 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 never say never. thank you. Never say never uh, again. Um, but I do appreciate, um, the die another day. Uh, which of course you knew I was like the first one I went to. Um, where is it? It says something about Madonna. Like they, they actually don't bag out Die Another Day. They only sort of mention there's a lot of CGI in it. Um, top secret. The title song for the film is sung by Madonna. She is, of course, a woman of many talents and so appeared in the <laughs> film as well in a small part as Verity, a fencing instructor to Gustav Graves. Her the as an actress fan. is considered a talent? She won a Golden Globe. Shut up. Uh can I can I go back to the movie here for a second? No, that's not saying? underwear. Why is Pam wearing that? That's that's a nightgown. Isn't this where they like strip it down to it because reasons? Yeah. Actually, I will get licensed to kill up in here. What do they say about this? They only give it two pages. That's all they give it. <laughs> One of them is just Timothy Dalton, <laughs> just his face. <sighs> Top secret: Carrie Lau, seen here with Dalton and opposite with him in Llewellyn was the latest of a new generation of intelligent, formidable, but still lovely, Bond girls. The actress is also known for taking a turn as an intelligent, formidable, and lovely assistant district attorney in TV's Law & Order. Dun dun. Uh, the working title of the screenplay script would have precious little to do with it. Fleming source material was licensed revoked because of major plot development. Didn't literally people think that he was losing his driver's license and that's why they had to change it? In Ameri- Again, in America, they worried they would think that. Uh, I, I take objection to that uh, recent string of intelligent Bond girls. Can we go back prior to the 80s era and try to find, I don't know, more than two or three dumb Bond girls? You could say, what, uh, Tiffany Case and uh, Mary Goodnight, dumb Bond girls. What other ones were dumb? Tracy's not dumb. Kissy and Aki, not dumb. They're spies. Rosie Carver. <laughs> She's a secondary Bond girl. <laughs> uh, Honey Rider, not dumb. In fact, they go out of their way to show you the opposite of her. Yeah, uh, his head's gonna explode. I love this uh, scene. Tatiana Romanova, not dumb. Pussy Galore, not dumb. Special effects here leave a lot to be desired. It also helps they got this guy who has the one bulging eye, even on a good day, right? <laughs> you and your lazy eye hate. <laughs> this is the Bond with the lazy eyes. The fish even has a lazy eye in this movie. The look on his face too. Sanchez when he's just like yeah I'm gonna fuck like this is just hard up like evil fucking Bond villain just like a dick and just oh love him <laughs> is this how this works air pressure I'm sure it does 
Let's try it. <laughs> That's a bad effect. What is it? Not as bad as um, Live and Let Die. Well, this is what I was going to work out. What is it with Bond movie plots that have like just stopping drug cartels that both feature what's-his-face's Felix <laughs> that both have people's heads exploding? Has anyone ever connected those dots before? I mean, they're both taking inspiration from Live and Let Die, but I'll have to go back and reread the novel, see if uh, heads explode. Names of tombstones, baby. <laughs> love that line. I love uh, Q wearing his captain's hat there. Oh, he's so sad, Q. Look at him. I want to be involved in the fun. I All right, so if we, we, let's do a little mini ranking. Now that Bond puts on the captain's hat. <laughs> Connery yeah, wore it better. <laughs> Um, so our, 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 Sorry, that's such a funny scene Bond with a captain's hat On a boat that says pilot As he's just <laughs> pulling a little tugboat out and Go you go Bond, it's good for you <laughs> um, Are we going to go with Octopussy As our favourite Q scene? Yeah, the one good thing about Octopussy I like Octopussy So does Rocky <laughs> Yeah <laughs> Octopussy is just again. It's the Romania of James Bond. It's just there. Like it's. It's I actually better than View to a Kill. I don't hate Octopussy. I just forget it's a thing. Don't wake up Bond in the middle of the night. The guy's probably got a lady. He looks cranky too. I think it would just be funny if Bond had a woman there. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, bloody M and Moneypenny had random people in bed with him. I know M's husband, but, I mean, let's be honest, M's husband is kind of random because you'd never see him. Yeah, that's what gave us the fam- famous money panty scene. There's a bit of hair on his chest there. Dalton? But even, like, he's covered, though. Like, this is this will be my hashtag not my bond when you don't <laughs> see him completely shirtless. Maybe there's a reason why, though. Have you ever seen Timothy Dalton shirtless outside a bond? Let's Google Timothy Dalton shirtless. <laughs> I'm sure Jamie's already done it. I Timothy Dalton shirtless hey, spanking people. Can you send me a? Can you can you send me a thing? Oh, here we go. Timothy Dalton shirtless. Oh no, there's fully shirtless. Okay, oh, there we go. Oh, he's <laughs> doing all this research. He's pretty sexy. I love how, like, when I type in Timothy Dalton shirtless, basically everything that comes up is a scene that we're watching right now. <laughs> and then it comes up with Pierce Brosnan, 67, looks super buff. There's a shirtless Pierce Brosnan running on a beach. We've got Sam Elliott shirtless, whoever that is. Uh, actor Craig, Daniel Craig, so Daniel Craig shirtless. I, I love that your biggest objection with Daniel Craig is he's got such a bare chest. We are now in, analyzing all the Bond actors and realize that Connery and Brosnan may be the only ones who had any hair on their chest. Well, none from Moore, none from Dalton. But he's got no, a with bit Craig, there's a bit of fuzz. That, that's fuzz. that's a that's throat hair. <laughs> Above the collarbone doesn't count as chest hair. But like to me, Roger Moore though, like Ro- Roger Moore's so sophisticated and British that just hair doesn't grow on him. It's just kind of like a <laughs> like oh I can't have body hair. Oh I'm too British for that, and that doesn't just doesn't grow on him. You know. Yeah, but Dalton's like the Shakespearean Bond. You yeah, know? but he's Welsh. Like, Welsh is like halfway British, halfway Scottish, right? Like, you're not kind of as gruff and as, you know, like, tough as a Scotsman, but you're not as sophisticated and proper as an Englishman. You know, you're in the middle, right? Can I and- shoot down the 
oh, a long line of intelligent Bond girls. What intelligent thing does Pam Bouvier do in this movie? In Cut fact, her character is basically reduced to fighting with another girl for Bond's love. Sorry, do we have a gif of uh, Q rolling his eyes? I want a gif of Q rolling. Has there ever been a Q Funko Pop? Make one happen. And not oh, new Q. Not new Q. <laughs> not um, my Q. <laughs> ah, just stop hating on Pam. Well, she's even doing that. <laughs> this is the serious Bond movie? It's a serious Bond movie. With a hint of she's, Bond humor in it. Shut she's up. She's pouting like a teenage girl. This is the intelligent Bond girl? And yet, uh, dear old Vespa starts talking about little fingers <laughs> and fucking getting them sucked, and that's okay. <laughs> Q's fake mustache is crooked. <sighs> um, can you at least agree with me this movie is way too long? Like, is this over yet? I don't, I mean, like, uh, the one thing that did shock me when we were planning this, you said to me, like, what's the runtime of License Q? And I'm like, oh, two hours, 13 minutes. I didn't realize it was that long. Uh, I don't think it, because I enjoy every moment of this movie, so I'm not bored in this movie. Which is why you're texting my wife. <laughs> but I do that outside of watching this movie. <laughs> I see a nipple. Oh, sorry, yeah, Jamie just sent it. me a picture. Seriously, one of these days I'm going to text Mallory in the middle of an episode. <laughs> Do it. She wouldn't mind. I'm not going to be as inappropriate as Ben. I could be so much more inappropriate with your wife. At least I know how to be inappropriate. Ooh. Me, me, I like Gabe look so at, much. <laughs> look at Benicio Del Toro and Robert Davi just got as much action as Bond and Pam did. I bet you're in the love now. You know, it's funny mentioning the word nipple. Um... <laughs> The, the only thing I ever think of when I think of the word nipple is Jamie. And then the second thing I think of when what? I think of nipple, <laughs> I, I remember, uh, you know, those like really cheesy Mills and Boone romance novels, right? That like Lonely Housewives read before they read Fifty Shades of Grey. Like they're like those $2 romance novels that used to have Fabio. Like Harlequin romance novels. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, you know, Fabio got famous for being on the front yeah. of them, right? Um. So I remember one time we were in a, uh, no, my, my friend in school got them from the library. You like, didn't These have are for my friends. sister. Uh, yeah, I made that up. I saw it in a, I saw it in a store once. Um, and <laughs> All I, right, it was in a porn shop. <laughs> All right, I bought it. I wanted to read it. <laughs> it was a pornography store. <laughs> I was looking at pornography. <laughs> um, but, like, I remember flicking through it, and you flick through it until you find something, and it's just the over-description of things. And I remember one of these ones said, he vivaciously suckled her nipple. <laughs> what is that? And also, sorry, just uh, back to the movie. COVID. 1989. Good for them for wearing their yeah. masks and social distancing. Those are N95 masks too. I started wearing my This is a cool location. Buff. It is a cool um, location. Did you ever play the James Bond Legends video game? Uh, for like five minutes. I think Noah beat me on the Die Another Day level in two-player. If you play the storyline mode, like they'll go through at least one movie from all the Bonds, and it is licensed to kill for Dalton. But what I like is it's this location that the level takes place in this, you know, temple, whatever. You know, you know what's funny is that um, when we started this podcast, it was uh, yeah, 2015, and I remember like being really, really obsessed with like I need to get everything James Bond right. So I got the encyclopedia, I got things like that, and that's when I started to buy the video games because we were planning on doing, and we still will, we will still do a video game episode. Um, so I bought them all. Like so on PlayStation three, there was like what four or five, like there was so many. 
And I probably played one of them. And that was that time I played like two player with Noah. And I don't know why I never play them. I'm so ashamed. And we should mention that uh, we just had an announcement, of course, that there's going to be a new Bond video game coming yeah. out, which is pretty exciting, actually. It's like an origin story, like an original story, which is kind of... I don't think they've done an original story since um, the, like, Nightfire and those ones that they used to do back with Brosnan, right? So... Um, I'm just... I'm trying to see here which Bond games I haven't played because, I, I I mean, from GoldenEye on, I never missed a Bond game. See, um, I, I... GoldenEye was the one that I always did. I, I never had a PlayStation 1, so I never played Tomorrow Never Dies. Although I think uh, World Is Not Enough came to 64 and I think it wasn't very good for yeah. memory. Uh, and I remember my uh, friend had a GameCube, so we used to play, like, Nightfire and... Was it Everything or Agent Nothing? Agent Under Fire. Agent Under Fire. Everything or Nothing is a documentary, isn't it? Um... And I think when I had a Wii and they did the Rogue, they did GoldenEye Rogue Agent because um, mm-hmm. that's the one that Nicole Scherzlinger is singing the GoldenEye theme. Um, that was okay. I think I never finished it. Um, but, yeah, I, I was nearly going to get Quantum of Solace when it came out, but it, everyone was just like, this is just Call of Duty with James Bond in it, and so it didn't really appeal to me. I didn't mind the Quantum of Solace game. Um, the, the opera sequence is fun in the game. Uh, but yeah, I think the only GoldenEye on the only Bond games I haven't played are Rogue Agent and then the the reboot of uh, GoldenEye that they did uh, a couple years ago. Which uh, Bloodstone's a great game. I would like and like again maybe we'll do this for the video game episode. Like I, I like when I eventually have a house that I own and I can have like a proper proper main cave. My goal is to get every PlayStation and kind of have because like PlayStation Five, it's great. Like you can play PlayStation Four games on it, but you can't play anything older than a PlayStation Four game. So I need to buy a PlayStation Three to play those games. I haven't had a PlayStation Three in a while, so um, yeah, it'd be good to go back and play those. And it, it, one thing that's a shame I don't think we ever talked about on here was um, there was that studio that was doing that freeware reboot of the gold, original GoldenEye, making it all pretty yeah. and everything, and they got like completely cancelled. Um, which is a shame. Like, I, I, in all fairness, it, took, it was surprising I didn't get cancelled a lot a lot sooner. But um, you know, companies got a company; they've got to stop their intellectual property from doing things, right? So, um, yeah. I just one quick thing about the movie: I do like this kind of plot of how they do the drugs, right? Like, it's kind of <laughs> Ben's like, "That's fine. how I smuggle my drugs." <laughs> how do you know? Seriously, the set is fantastic in this movie. Like. The one thing that embraces the big over-the-top aspect of Bond. And would this be... Well, no, Brosnan had a few. But, um, yeah, it's few and far between now, these big sort of lairs at the end now, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's his face? What's the guy who plays James Bond now? Uh, Daniel Craig, that's it. Daniel Craig. Um, outside of Quantum, we haven't really had a... I mean, even Quantum was but a bit... Really... <sighs> All of the um, all the Brosnans, there weren't really layers. There was Goldeneye, I guess, was a satellite dish, but the rest of them were all on wheels, <laughs> basically. Or one in the ocean, one in the air, and uh, one underwater. So one on wheels, then. <laughs> was that one on wheels? <laughs> the yeah. other's a boat. The other's a plane. <laughs> I mean, the plane has wheels, but they submarine. Don't so none none on wheels. <laughs> Can I just also point out, a big shout out to the Die Another Day memes uh, Instagram page. Fuck, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> come on, I know you hate the movie. Well, there, was one that, uh, there was one that, that uh, I replied you to this me. Week? Yeah, I think they replied to me. They, oh, they replied to me. Oh, Jamie just sent me a picture of... Oh, uh, of what? Talissa Soto in Mortal Kombat. All right, let's watch Mortal Kombat tonight. Me and the squad having a distinguished chat about Die Another Day. <laughs> <And it's, laughs> 
<laughs> Come on, that is a funny picture. <laughs> and what are the replies? Uh, that's the picture, by the way. If people are wondering, it's uh, Verity with uh, Bond, uh, uh, Frost, and Gustav. Uh, the replies are, I-, I tagged you guys. Looks like when Colin no and I get together. <laughs> Colin said, just a bit of sport. Noah says, are you the one in black? That's not, they didn't reply to you on that one. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> the diamond one, when Brosnan's got the um, telescope looking at the diamond, me trying to find flaws in Die Another Day. <laughs> <laughs> Can we seriously get them on the show? You should. I would, I'm going to message them and we're going to get Nicholas Susick back because I've got his book. I haven't read it yet because I want you to read it too. Um, have you got it? No, you're reading the digital version, right? No, I want to buy it because I, I feel like he deserves the money instead of me reading my free digital version with Prime. <laughs> buy it so we can both read it and we reach out to Because by the time we get him on, he's written another 20 books that we're probably like. He's probably written a uh, defending license to kill book that I need to get him on for as well. So. <laughs> Truman Lodge has one of those faces. We mention this a lot, but Truman Lodge has one of those faces you just want to punch, you know? Oh, yeah. He's the douchey Wall Street 80s guy. Is it appropriate for him to call them Orientals? I feel that that is not a, a age well. Well, I mean, we looked up whatever movie that was where Mr. Shang Tsung played uh, Oriental Man. Yeah. And me and How what, closely uh, does Jamie listen to our episodes that she heard that this lady is in Mortal Kombat? I have no idea. Like, is she? does she have her ear to the floor right now? Oh, look yeah. at Pam in her big hoodie. white hoodie. <laughs> This is a great scene. This, oh no, uh, this is not the one. I was the thinking. only time that, um, I was going to call him Lazenby, the only time that Dalton actually makes me laugh too at the end of this. I do like how he's like kicking his hand. <laughs> Truman Lodge. <laughs> Stingers. What about the dingus? What? The dingus. What about the dingus? See, this sad little, don't touch me. It reminds me of what's his face in Cool Running. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Sometimes this is line delivery too. He's like, I am so over the top and Shakespearean. You talk about more being like Mr. Proper Britishman. Like Dalton kind of delivers his lines like that. And here I am, I'm saying I like this scene. But. As opposed to Daniel Craig. Sorry, sorry. He's just sorry. yelling at it. But but again, it's like there's a loudness with Timothy Dalton. Like he shouts a lot in these movies. As Daniel, Daniel Craig, all he does is shout. When does he shout? Name one scene where Daniel Craig's shouting. Sorry, sorry. He's shouting there. The, okay. And when he's getting his balls hammered in, that's it. Because he shouts. What is that thing? It's like a Ku Klux Klan hoodie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why is that never talked about? The you know, it's always about oh, Bond is sexist, man talk. Like, what about the racist undertones of Pam Bouvier wearing the Ku Klux? <laughs> she is. She's wearing a Klan outfit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dario grows in me so much. I like the evilness of Dario. He's just like especially a with his like bleeding eye here too. Yeah. Oh, bleeding eye. That's a trope. Or shouldn't he be a villain? Yeah. <laughs> and I love he goes out like a little bitch. See, Pam is not a confident Bond girl. She shot him twice, and then when the gun jams, she has this panic look like, Aah! And we, and come on, where's your, where's your complaint here? He didn't do anything to kill Pam. 
<laughs> That's great. <laughs> Even though she hesitates, though, she kind of looks, oh, that way, that way. She's a terrible Bond girl, Ben. Where does she rank on our Bond girls list? Higher on my list than any of yours. Um, <laughs> no, because we find it with everything licensed to kill. <laughs> she was number 10 for me. Uh, 17 for you. No, 19 for you, 17 for Noah. Overall, How did you rank in. Pam Boovie in your top 10? Who was 11 and 12? Should I remind people Pussy Galore was 14 on Ben's list? 15th overall. Um, I had Mary Goodnight at 11 and uh, Cara at 12. <sighs> I'm Mustache glad that Mary Goodnight got 13. higher. That, that, I think the, the two arguments, I'm going to take it as wins. The, my big, big two defenses are Mary Goodnight. And the fact that I got Mary Goodnight up to 11 on yours, what is she on, Noah's? Uh, on Noah's, uh, 15. Uh, so that's, again, higher than I think anybody ranks Mary Goodnight. And then the fact that I had you say, you know what, Rosie Carver grew on me. No. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> I did not. When did I say you that? You did. When you watched Live and Let Die, you said, you know what? Rosie Carver kind of grows on me. I think you're bullshitting me. You're drunk. I never said that. <laughs> you got to rewatch the movie. I didn't imagine this. Who's who's Who would you prefer, Jinx or Pam? <sighs> what context? <laughs> As a Bond girl. Oh. Uh, uh, I mean, I can tell you your I, answer okay. based on your rankings. <laughs> you had Pam I'm three Pam. slots higher. Pam. Pam. What about to have sex with? Uh, see, I mean, Halle Berry would fall in that category. It's like, you know, I'm not into her, but I wouldn't turn her down. I think I'd turn down Pam. See, the thing is, you know what I've never mentioned? That uh, Jinx has short hair, but that apparently doesn't bother me because she's number seven on my <laughs> list. So. And for all the shit I give Vesper, I still had her at number six. I still had Vesper above Jinx. Vesper could... Who's in your top five? Who beats Vesper? Uh, Look at these guys running very slowly in the background. <laughs> uh, I mean, Bond can escape on a moon buggy. This is golf cart. <laughs> um, I had Honey Rider at five, Tatiana at four, Natalia at three, Anya at two, and Tracy at one. See, and I got that episode. I'm the one who got criticized for having uh, Natalia. Oh, like, what, seven? What I have, seven? Maybe the worst okay. thing I've ever heard you say on this show. You had Pussy Galore at 14. Yeah, because if I'm watching a movie, like if you actually analyze Pussy Galore outside of iconic nature, like what does she do? Has a flying <laughs> circus, says a name. Ooh. She gets a free pass because she's got a famous line. Rest in peace, Honor Blackman. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the story, Colin. I know you want to about me <laughs> tweeting out about her. <laughs> One of the all-time great Bond girls <laughs> right after our rankings episode. <laughs> one thing I do, I love this. I think I was the only one who was a fan of this closing sequence, was I not? See, as an action sequence, is great. If it were in a lethal weapon movie, this is a great lethal weapon sequence. It just doesn't feel like Bond to me. Maybe it's the, the, the semi-truck. Is it semi or semi for you? I mean, I'd say semi in my accent. Yeah. Uh, semi truck. I mean, we would say semi too. I was just doing that. <laughs> it's an American movie. America. Uh, but uh, it's just, it doesn't feel very Bond like. The thing that I think doesn't make a Bond like is that there's no music, it's the silence. And like, I know we will eventually the me- get the theme when the truck goes up on two wheels, which yeah. is maybe the one bit I'm like, what the fuck? Um, 
but but like i, I feel... just sprayed this guy <laughs> the... uh... in your face um i feel we we need music here like there needs to be a theme or something it just i don't yeah. the one thing i don't like is the silence It's like, you know how like they over, like, didn't you say somebody had gone in and redubbed Goldeneye to put in like proper sounding music? Um, like somebody yeah. should dub a Bond theme here. Here's the only music. Look at all the porn he's got in the background. I like his truck. Did you notice in Wayne Newton's room, he had like a picture of a woman in a bikini on some type of pyramid scheme? Yeah. He's worked way away from the bottom and you get a woman in a bikini. Yeah. I like this guy this though, like you. just sidewiving each side to like block Bond. Oh, and here comes old family and dog with the pineapples. That would fucking scare the shit out of you. Come on. <laughs> like it's all well and good to have bike riders doing the Tour de France and Goldeneye. Like, holy fuck, two semis coming around the corner at you? Shit. I'm surprised with this Bond. He didn't drive him off the cliff. <laughs> oh, buddy. You're an innocent person. <laughs> Why does Truman Lodge wink at him there? <laughs> There's so many subtle references to the blinking fish later. Pam's lazy eye, Anthony Zerbe's lazy eye, Truman Lodge blinking. <laughs> you know what this scene reminds me of when he's got the music going on? <laughs> Remember in our Lost World coverage over in uh, oh, the yeah. Oscar, like the, when, Enrique. Um, Enrique, Enrique, and um, yeah. what's his face? Uh, Carter's listening to the music. Yeah, Carter. <laughs> It's the same song. And the Nikkei. And the Nikkei. See, like some great stunt driving in this movie, though. But uh, I remember watching the documentary of this one, and they were talking about how this road is haunted. And mm-hmm. when the truck, one of the trucks blows up, the flame. In, like, yeah, there was like a hand of like Satan, basically. It was in a freeze yeah. frame. They couldn't find it in any of the footage. Um, but yeah, apparently this road, wherever they filmed it, is is completely haunted. <laughs> that is like, like, come on, that's cool. That's Bondian. But that's not even where they play the theme, is it? Because no. the theme is when he lifts the 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 bed up later on. Like this should be the theme there. That should be the see. And he's smiling. <sighs> But that smile works a little bit more. That's like a sinister smile. Yeah, that, I mean, that's made the same sort of, you know, smile I did before. Where's the theme? This, come on. Like, that's a perfect theme opportunity. They don't use the theme enough in Craig movies. They don't use it enough in Dalton movies. Like, we will get it in a minute, but... I do love the good foley effects of a bullet ricocheting. Pew 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 pew. Oh, she's crop dusted some henchmen. <laughs> she gives a wave. Look at him smiling again. One thing I will say there, though, bit of an over exuberance on the wave there on Bond. Oh, here's the music. Is it amazing this thing didn't get jammed anywhere on the? Oh, just those exploding tanks that happened to be on the road. That even though the trucks were like flopping all over the road, nothing exploded earlier than that. You know, one thing is actually funny. Now that I remember watching this movie for the first time, I actually really liked Truman Lodge as a kid because I remember always being sad when he dies here. 
Like, I don't know why. <laughs> of all characters to attach yourself to, Truman Lodge. And here's the sequence that Robert Darby corrected us on. <laughs> yeah. Which is a good point, though, that he makes. That, like, out of all the people he kills in cold blood, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, from his perspective. From my point of view. But that's, but, that's the again, only that's one why... thing, from a certain point of view. But that, that is what makes villains like, um, I know you haven't seen it, but one of the things that I always loved about the Karate Kid uh, was um, the, the villain in the Karate Kid, who was just a teenager you think is bullying, in, in the making of or on the commentary, like years ago, he said, the director told him, I want you to imagine that you're the good guy in this movie. And that this other kid that you're bullying stole your girlfriend, which he technically does. He mouths off you, which he technically does, and you're the good guy. And he approached it like that. Now they've got this entire series, Cobra Kai, based on that, that from the villain's perspective, he's the good guy. I like when you can do that. Uh, and Darth yeah. Vader's a perfect... A lot of people criticize you know, Darth Vader's origin stories in the Star Wars prequels, but to me, that shows you that Darth Vader thought he was the good guy in the sequels. I mean, or Padme was going to die. He's a Bond theme. Like, how does he do this? This is as absurd as an invisible car. But the one thing, too, which movies always ignore, like, fire doesn't work that way. Like, you can't just drive through fire and be okay. (laughs) Like, it just doesn't work that way. I mean, if it worked that way, then, Jesus, when there are forest fires, people just drive through it, right? And they'd survive. Rest in peace to anyone who's recently lost a loved one in a forest fire. <laughs> okay, the theme's working here now, but like you should have yeah. heard before. Is that? I don't hear Jamie in the background like yelling at you or is she yelling at the kids? Ah, uh, It's probably one of many children. <laughs> You've gotten a few more in the last few weeks. <laughs> so at my What's up, I jerks? Keep, at least with my children I keep captive. I bounce, like, like, you know, gag them so they can't say anything. <laughs> This is very, you know what? The other thing that probably doesn't work about this, especially in 1989, is you're not that far removed from Raiders of the Lost Ark. They're basically just doing the Raiders of the Lost Ark truck chase, this whole sequence. I'm ashamed to say it has been probably a good decade since I've watched the Indiana Jones movies. Yeah, you've watched this movie more frequently than you've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. I really have. I always remember liking um, Last Crusade the most. Oh, that's my favorite. I probably have seen Temple of Doom the most because I always remember them eating like the brains. I love this car like flying over. <laughs> and I love I hearing that. Ah! Like screaming. I've only ever watched um, Crystal Skull once. I saw it at the movies and I was like, oh, okay. I didn't I, hate you know it. What? But I remember just the thing that annoyed me about Crystal Skull was I was like weirded out by Indiana Jones going alien. I was like, don't know how I feel about that. They shouldn't have shown everything in the end. That's a Spielberg issue. A lot of Spielberg movies around that time period just went too far. Like the dinosaur in the middle of San Diego in the Lost World. You know, AI, artificial intelligence did the same thing. It's like, we're going to show you these alien AIs where they just didn't have to do that. Um, But if you remove the last 15 minutes from King of the Crystal Skull, I don't think it's any worse than Temple of Doom. Because people hate Temple of Doom, don't they? I like Temple this. Doom's not bad. It's just flawed. I, I, I really enjoy this, like, just hand-to-hand combat fight sequence. And I love when he gets the, the lighter out, the genuine Felix lighter. Yeah. 
for Della. What, is, what, is, what agency does Pam work for? Is she NSA? I think she's CIA, right? Or is she DEA? <laughs> she's one of the A's. She's Canadian. <laughs> you can a? see right up her shirt there, right up her skirt there. You only just noticed now? <laughs> she's a ex-army pilot and CIA informant. No, why is the see? I don't understand this. The Central Intelligence Agency would have no reason to be investigating domestic drug dealers. Yeah, they should have made her DEA or something. But what jurisdiction does the CIA have for this? What jurisdiction does a former MI6 agent have? Just, I mean, he's on a revenge mission. I get it's outside his own country. That's why the CIA does not have jurisdiction within the United States. But CIA, this is the thing I think people always muck up with the CIA. CIA is international affairs. FBI is domestic, so she should be an FBI agent. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. Another problem with this movie. We should have done a count on how many things Ben's willing to admit are dumb about this movie versus how many positive things I say about Dalton. CIA, like, is, I think they're not allowed to do anything on US soil. Okay, they're not on US soil right now. Fair enough. Except (laughs) get in bar fights, apparently. Okay, again, your point about me saying there are things flawed in this movie. I can admit there are flawed things about Die Another Day, but I can still enjoy it. (laughs) I like this. Don't you want to know why? For dinner! Now, (laughs) (laughs) Burning Man. (laughs) Even I find that funny because you kind of get a shot of his head going. (laughs) You're you're fucking corrupting me now because I'm starting to find people burning funny. You know what? It goes both ways. Here I am. Look at pictures of Deferla Point sisters in bikinis. (laughs) Yeah, but that's normal Um, for a man to do. Do you know what always bothers me though in movies like this when somebody's like setting fire to gasoline spilling everywhere? Bond is the one who let all the gasoline out of that. Should his hand not be doused in flames right now too? Probably. But I mean, he literally drove through fire like five minutes ago. So I don't <laughs> and all he's got is a bloody nose. <laughs> Old bloody. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if Spanky showed up here? Spanky. Where did Pam get the truck from? <laughs> did she land her plane in the back? She did, but where would you land a plane here? They're like they're they're driving on a highway along jagged cliffs. Where is the plane? She landed it. <laughs> Didn't you see that? You could can't you see it back there? Yeah, there it is. Oh, there's Felix in his flannelette pajama. <laughs> you think his VHS tape he's got there too? Oh, she struggled. Oh, at least she saved the good old Komodo dragon. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> so happy. What a terrible ending, though. Uh, the, look, I will say the ending is not the best ending, even though I don't think it's as bad as you say. I think there's worse Bond endings. It's two girls in, like, a high school. Oh, he was kissing you. I'm running away. No, but I love you. This is soap opera for, like, Sweet Valley High. I do. But then you end on a blinking fish. <laughs> I do hate them, but it's James. I love him. Like, I hate that. That's... Especially with her lazy eye. Like, she can't even see him with the direction she's looking right now. <laughs> that's that's this version's, this movie's version. Of, could you tell Luke? Is that who you could tell? Yeah, exactly. It is a bit dramatic. It is a bit... And you know what? Like, Bond is passing up Lupe for Pam. I'm sorry. Who are you going to take between Lupe and Pam? Pam. <laughs> Seriously, she doesn't annoy me. And she's, I think, I think in the long run, Pam would be the better choice because Lupe's been with how many men in this movie? She's about to hook up with another. 
Like, well, Lu- can Lupe's we also that address- level of attractiveness that she's going to sleep around, whereas Pam is attractive, but also the case of like she's a loyal because she's a CIA agent. And again, this dangerous James Bond ends giggling in the pool. Oh. oh. Um, we didn't even bring up the fact, like, again, not to misunderstand saying that Lupe deserved to be beaten by Sanchez, but if she's sleeping around, she's not exactly the best girlfriend in the world. Like, you brought up a good point there. We talked about Lupe's that. Lupe's not an innocent person. Noah called her she, a slut, remember? <laughs> she doesn't deserve to be beaten, but she's not a good person. Can I just point out, here you are going, oh, here's a d- dangerous Dane Bond and thing. Daniel Craig in Casino Royale is in a boat in like a windbreaker smiling with Vespa. There's your fish. There it is. The blinking. Why is there a blinking fish at the end of this movie? Wink. <laughs> if you ask me to. Oh, rip Timothy Dalton. Oh, no, I don't say rip Timothy Dalton. Fuck, we're going to be playing that in about two weeks now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> if this is being played... <laughs> On an episode of Timothy Dalton Tribute in a couple of weeks, all I say to our listeners listening right now is my address is the following for the police to come and arrest me. Fuck. We leapfrogged Lazenby. You're saving the Aussie. Somebody just kill Lazenby. Lazenby just die. Just Lazenby. Look at the Surgeon General's... Do you see the Surgeon General's warning Smoking there? causes heart disease, emphysema, and may complicate pregnancy. Oh, well, good to know. Um... Okay, well. So, I, license to kill. I'm sad. We got... Uh, Where did this come overall? Did we say that already or no? We, we did, didn't we? No, no we, didn't. Uh, we did Sanchez. We did Dario. Uh, we did Song. Um, we're stalling. Oh, actually, we should mention the whole the Hall of Fame for this movie. Um, it was a truck final chase, Felix versus Shark, and plane chase, and the water skiing sequence. So, there you go. Um, so, show... I initially had ranked this movie at nine, but then when I did the Redux in our uh, We're Stalling People episode, I dropped it to 12th. Uh, I bumped up Tomorrow Never Dies, Goldfinger, and From Russia with Love. Hold on. Did you catch the credit there, Jewelry by Sheila Goldfinger? I did not, but oh, (laughs) plot twist. Oh, Joel Seal was a music consultant. Of course, it sounded very much like a Joel Seal movie. Um, Noah had this at number 22. Only Die Another Day and Quantum of Solace came below this. And Colin, you had a dead last. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, overall, uh, it came in at second last, actually, funnily enough. Uh, do you remember what our overall ranked lowest movie was? Uh, it's, it's not going to be Die Another Day. Thank you very much, Ben. Oh, Die Another Day was uh, 18. I'm going to say you only lived, I'm gonna say you only lived twice. That was third last. Ooh. What's, what's, what can be lower? Quantum. Quantum uh. is our worst ranked one. Uh, all right, cool. So uh, that means that we get to go to our favorite website, andrew.hedges.name, forward slash experiments, forward slash random. Now we'll talk about our next actual next episode in just a moment. But we are now down to, uh, what are we down to? Seven left. And of course, Spectre doesn't count because we will do Spectre uh, when we finally get no time to die. Maybe, maybe we should just record that and just get ready to release it in like five years or something like that. Yeah. So... What we have left then, we've only got six movies left to do, not including Spectre. So, do you, can you remember the six we haven't done, Colin? Let's see if you get these right. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Uh, no clue. We, we're done we, Brosnan. We've, we've done Brosnan. We've done Dalton. Uh, there is one Craig besides Spectre we haven't done. Uh, we're done Lazenby. 
We've, oh, really? I thought we had a few to go. So, all right, we have From Russia With Love, which is going to be a tricky... I feel like we're going to get that because that's going to be a tricky one to do commentary on. Uh, you Only Live Twice. We've only got two Conneries to do. We have oh, Moonraker Steel. Fuck. Yes. Uh, for Your Eyes Only, Octopussy, all the, the gems in the, uh, the more arsenal, although I like For Your Eyes Only, uh, and Quantum. We haven't done Quantum. So... I'm hoping for Octopussy. I want Octopussy. All right. Don't we all want a bit of Octopussy? All right. So we're at andrew.hedges.name. I'm going to press get random. The number that we get is number 17, which is Goldeneye. We can't do that. Let's try that again. Uh, number 15, Living Daylights. All right. We could be here for a while, people. Uh, number one, we've done Dr. No. We could do Dr. No Redux because I wasn't there. Um, Honor Majesty's Secret Service. <laughs> We're going to be here for a while. Oh, Quantum of Solace, number 22. All there right. we go. All right. The Yippee. shortest. We go Yippee. from... Uh, <laughs> this massive three-hour epic to a nice one-hour, 40-minute movie. Oh, Quantum is a movie that I just... I didn't realise how bad it was at the time, and then it just every subsequent rewatch, I'm like, oh, this movie's not great. Uh, the worst Bond villain ever. How you guys didn't rank him as the worst. Oh, just really. Um, the Bond woman is terrible. Like, I actually like... I like some of the action in this movie. The opera sequence is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, the song is shit. Car chase is good at the beginning. The car, yeah, like that's the one bit I actually really like. I also uh, don't mind the cl- like the of all the Craig. Like I always complain about the Craig closings, but I kind of like this unique location of an explosive hotel, even though it still is just a hotel. Um, but I, I mean, I'm looking at my ranking. I had this as the fifth worst Bond movie. So uh we've actually got uh two movies we haven't done yet uh in octopussy and moonraker which i have lower so um <laughs> and honestly thunderball my third worst i'd probably put thunderball as my second or worse now so i'd probably put live and let die ahead of thunderball now yeah quantum sure it'll be a quick one at least it's it's one that i think i'm more positive on than you or noah um i still don't think it's anything brilliant but i think as a follow-up to Casino Royale, it's an interesting idea, mostly because we never got this before. If this were Diamonds Are Forever, I would have been much more satisfied with Diamonds Are Forever because I feel like you, you need a direct sequel like this. It, it's a cool experiment to do a direct, direct sequel to another Bond movie. And there are some characters that actually really work in this movie. Um, yeah, I think Strawberry Fields is fun. <laughs> uh, I liked uh, David Harbour's CIA uh, character, and uh, Felix, I mean, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright is always good. So, uh, yeah, it's not a terrible movie. It's not great, but it's it's better than License to Kill. No, it's not. Um, yeah, I like the, the sequel idea is good. We'll talk about it. That's well, It's not our next episode, though. What's our next episode, Colin? The Beautician and the Beast. Yes. Yes. I, like, of all... <laughs> The Bond actor in a different movie recaps we're doing. This is the one I'm most pumped for. I actually watched a trailer for it the other day. And because I said it's been a long time since I've seen it. And legitimately watching the trailer, barely any of it I could remember. I, I can't remember the last time I would have seen this. But it's... um Just watch the trailer for it, actually. I swear the trailer actually makes it look really entertaining. So maybe this movie is actually a lot more entertaining than I remember. Uh, but I like the movie. I don't know why I'm saying that. I remember liking Beautician and the Beast. Um... Yeah, I, I, I know you haven't seen this, so I, I'm nope. looking forward to you mixing Fran Dresser and <laughs> Timothy Dalton. This is this is bloody jizz fest for double oz seven. Yeah, we had so many uh so many ideas about things other than Bond that we could cover when we start covering things other than Bond. Who would have thought Beautician and the Beast 
would be one of the first handful of movies we cover that's not James Bond. I didn't. But wasn't uh, this, besides Zardoz, probably the most obvious choice? Like, we didn't even think, like, we yeah, maybe which, had the, oh, back to, uh, Looney Tunes back in action, maybe. But I think, like, this was, like, the first outside of Zardoz firm choice we had. Yeah, I mean, again, you can't really think of many things Timothy Dalton's done, even if you're going to include Toy Story or... Um, side acting, more so. Yeah, Hot Fuzz. He's, he's supporting in a lot of things, so... Uh, I, I'm hoping he gets a major role in this because I'm, I'm oh, curious to see what he, he does as a leading man. He's he's the leading man in this movie. Like if you like the trailer, it's like you know Fran Drescher, Timothy Dalton, um, and like like legitimately, this is the nanny. Like I don't know if you're a fan of the nanny TV show, but I mean it is essentially yeah. the nanny meets the king and I. Um, so and like the one thing actually, given that I haven't watched this movie in such a long time, and you've kind of got this political tyrant who rules with an iron fist over this fake nation, this is just going to be very relevant to like Donald Trump era world, right? So, um, it's yeah, I'm I'm just so looking forward to just watching this movie for the first time in such a long time. Uh, I could I could wind up hating it, like I could like, fuck, I liked that movie as a kid, or I could all of a sudden go, oh fuck, that should have been in my top fifty of all time, Beautician and the Beast. Uh I, I'm just shocked that you didn't click through his filmography enough to do that we could have been watching the king's whore with <laughs> timothy dalton i remember talking about the king's whore at some point i do <laughs> uh, he's in flash gordon was he we could have been doing flash doom ah one of us um <laughs> oh, do sextet a 1978 american musical comedy released by a musical he could be singing it's got ringo star in it colin george hamilton alice cooper Fuck this. And you have to pick the beautician and the beast. It's got Regis Philbin in it. (laughs) All right, changing plans. That's our next one. When we next do, if we ever repeat this again, I want to do Sextet. Uh, (laughs) Man, the king's whore. (laughs) King's whore. Just just before we even get to this movie, I have to say, uh, I love one of the reviews that's listed on Wikipedia here for um, the Beautician the Beast. It says that Dalton has a constipated scowl, which they felt was inappropriate mood for sitting through the Beautician and the Beast. <laughs> or appropriate mood. And everybody's homework, people, between now and watching Beautician and the Beast is also to watch The 40-Year-Old Virgin so you can get the reference that we keep making that Paul Rudd <laughs> makes. Hi, I'm Paul Rudd. Uh, we will play that clip at the beginning of that episode. We promise you that we will open with I would rather watch Beautician <laughs> and the Beast. Um, the Golden Raspberry nominated film. Uh, so there you go. Bring it on. Uh, like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. All that sort of stuff. So our Patreon. We haven't mentioned that before. I'd point down right now, but we don't have um, our video going up. Again, the offer is out there. If you subscribe, we will get Colin Hilding singing "Die Another Day," and still haven't had anyone subscribe. So um, yeah, please give us money. <laughs> Just as low as $3 a month. Pick as your plan. Three, like $3 a month. That's less than a dollar a week. Like, I know it's COVID. I know you probably lost your job and can't feed your kids, but at least you can feed your kids a staple diet of old 007 episodes. They'll laugh, they'll cry, they'll shed a tear. It's it's yeah. just, you know, and the world wants Ben's it. cocaine habit does not pay for itself. We've said it many times. Cocaine and hookers. That's what I need. Like, I can't afford Jamie anymore. She's a very expensive woman. <laughs> I need money. All right? So send it in. Uh, this has been fun. I actually didn't think we got as heated as I thought we would. But um, uh, five positive things Colin said about Timothy Dalton as Bond. So give us one more. End us with one more, Colin. Come on, one more. Um, 
I like his hat at the his top hat. Nice top hat. Number six. All right. Uh, my name <laughs> is Ben and... Which this bloody episode off! Oh, that was exactly what I was going to say. Fine. My name is Colin and turn off the bloody episode. Effective immediately. Your license to kill is revoked. Oh, James, I wanted you to have something. Stella! You think you're in some banana republic? All that scumbag money won't do you a bit of good here. I'll do anything for a woman with a knife. If it hadn't been for Q Branch, you'd have been dead long ago. I want you to know this is nothing personal. It's purely business. Guess what? His name was Sharky. <laughs> Pam, this is Q, my uncle. Uncle, this is Miss Kenneth, my cousin. Ah, we must be related. Don't you know? Iguana's our girl's best friend. <laughs> now, why did you go to the Bahamas? Mr. Sanchez, will you look this way for a picture, please? Have you been fairly treated? Are, are you connected with any laboratories in South America? Why did you go to the Bahamas? Are you really Colombian? Then you have my resignation, sir. We're not a country club, 007. Where's my wife? Don't worry. We gave her a nice honeymoon. Stella! Here, buy yourself some decent clothes. Take your hands off her. And stop peeking through my windows. Hey. Everyone in my organization is 100% loyal. Then you have nothing to worry about. If you couldn't trust Crest, who can you trust? Truman Launch! Another $80 million write-off! I guess it's time to start turning overhead. I brought you another surprise. I love surprises, Rose. Vodka Martini, eh? Shaken, not stirred. Ah, see. You all right? Switch the bloody machine off! You must help me. If anything happens to him, I don't know what I'll do. I love James so much. I love James so much. I love James so much. Field operatives must often use every means at their disposal to achieve their objectives. Bless your heart! Stella!